Today on Gamerhead Radio, we talk about deep VR market penetration. Mm. Gamerhead Radio starts now. Welcome to episode 165 of uh, Gamerhead Radio. My name is Charlie Technicon Corn Worthley. Candy Mountain, Charlie. I am Jonathan Santiago, aka Fallon Flynn. Uh, I'm I'm Goat. And uh, as you can see, we're all wearing our uh, our respective gear gear VR headsets. And we've decided to do this entire show in virtual uh, reality. I don't know about all that. You know why we're not going to do the whole show in virtual reality? Because I can't see shit. Oh, yeah, I can't see anything either. See but anything. it's funny, right? Right? Yeah, it is. There's this weird <laughs> dot that I can see. Oh, that's even worse. Ah, yeah, no. Yeah, it's okay. Oh, that's... Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> okay, heads it off. <laughs> oh, God <laughs> damn. Yeah, that's. I think it's time. It's time. Yeah. So, um, so, so, hi, welcome to Gamerhead Radio. We are ridiculous people. <laughs> Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Um, I, I jokingly referred to us in the pre-show stream as video game buttheads, but that might as well be what we call the show this evening because of that opening to episode 165. Gentlemen, how are you this week? I'm, uh, I'm excellent, I'd like, to, uh, I'd like to take the moment to uh, be very jealous of the men with short hair because that was a lot <laughs> more work for me. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. We did this to punish you, Goat. That was the idea from the get-go. This whole show's punishment to me. I get it. Yeah, I'm I'm naked from last week, man. I, I shaved off my beard. I cut off all, like, 50 pounds of that hair, and uh, I'm back to looking like uh, V's for Villains, uh, John, not uh, dad bod fat boy John. I, dad I bod? Dad bod. Dad bod, that's a thing. It is a thing. I mean, it's not my thing. I joke. I don't actually have one of those, but... Um, All right. Yes, yes, yes. So tell me about your week, fellas. What'd you do? Uh, surprise! I worked on pony cons. I mean, <laughs> that's all I do anymore. You just—you know what you need to do. You need, you're gonna at this point, considering that the pony cons are routinely making you their bitch, you might as well just get a pony con prison tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is unfortunate and inaccurate. <laughs> I I have no response. This took a turn. That's it. I thought that should be what the episode is titled: <laughs> PonyCon bitch or, po- or PonyCon ta- a prison tattoo. I'm. That's a yeah. Yeah. Go. What about you? Would you do this week, man? Uh, I've been looking at a doll for pretty much the entire week. A lot. That that's good, man. That's productivity. Yeah. That's what that is. Yes. For, for, for the unaware, a DAW, or D-A-W, is Digital Audio Workstation. Oh, right, yeah, I forget that people don't <laughs> deal with these things on a daily basis. In other words, Goat's been in the studio. Uh, that is a cool. lot. Yeah, yeah, that's what he's Either been doing. Either this one or the other one, yeah, it's, it's literally been yeah. computer time for me. I'm getting a tan off the monitors. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that's called Cancer Goat. Yeah, whatever, either or. Yeah. Um, this week I did, um, just uh, work, man. That's it. I had no time for anything else. I did a school-related function where I had to dress up in a suit and go and pretend like I was a civilized person. No, it's a lie. Um, but that's it, man. That's all I had time to do. Aside from, uh, glorious video games, a little bit here, a little bit there. Were you able to fool everybody? That's why I got the haircut and shaved. <laughs> because, because if I didn't, nobody would believe me. 
So you know, I went. I yeah. I made the commitment, man. I I went full bore here. So, but that was it. I'm that was the only. Yeah. I'm with you. You can uh, you can dress this pig in a suit, and I still look like a pig. So, but goat. You you look like a goat man. Goat pig. That's yes. man bear pig. <laughs> yes, and Al Gore chases me relentlessly. It's good. Um. So, that being said, Charlie. Uh, what's, uh, what's coming out this week, man? You know, I've got our release list here in front of me, and the very, very first entry on this list, I'm trying to find out if this is a joke or not, because I, I, I'm trying actually very hard to, to research this real quick as we go here, um, because the very first entry on, uh, on uh, Elise Kotaku's release log, which is, which is the source I usually go to, on Sunday, May 1st, which would be today as we were recording, um, Michael Fahey, Year 43 edition coming out on multi-platform, which I'm, 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 I'm not sure that that's real. Um, I don't either because Mike Fahey is an editor for Kotaku. So right. That seems it, well, a little odd. It also turns out that he is the 49th mayor of Omaha, Nebraska, so maybe maybe it's about him. I don't know, but uh, I'm just going to assume that that's, that's, not, that's not real. Um, but uh, moving on to likely releases, uh, Tuesday, May 3rd, Battleborn, it's getting its PC, PS4, mm-hmm. and Xbox One release. The Park is coming out on PS4 and Xbox One. Shadow Complex Remastered it's, uh, is making it over its way to the PS4. Never Ending Nightmares is going to be on the PS4 and the Vita. Push Me, Pull You on the PS4. Uh, Ray Gigant, Gigant, G-I-G-A-N-T on the Vita. Uh, Super Hot on the Xbox One. Tabletop Racing World Tour on the PS4. Buff Night Advanced on the PS4. And Axend... As Asgend, Asgend to the world beneath, these titles are futzing with me tonight. Every week, man, there's something there that makes you go. <laughs> it, it, it's true, um, uh, and I intentionally don't practice these in advance because that's part of the fun. That's part of my charm, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, on the PS4 and the Vita, as, uh, as cross by, and on uh, Friday, May sixth, uh, Coffin <laughs> Dodgers. Um, uh, okay, on the PS4 and the Xbox One. Uh, looking to the future, Tuesday, May 10th, uh, Uncharted 4 is finally getting its relief of uh, Thief's End on the PS4, and Battle Worlds Chronos on the PS4 and the Xbox One. And uh, Friday, May 13th, uh, Doom is uh, the, the newest Doom iteration. It's getting its PS4, Xbox One, and PC release, as well as Disney Art Academy on the 3DS. Quite possibly the two most opposite titles you could possibly have coming out on the same day. Now they both uh, start so- with D. Oh yes, that's I suppose that's true. Um, uh, gentlemen, are you looking forward to anything on this uh, on this list? Not not anything particularly leaps out at me other than Battleborn, but I kind of feel like I kind of I tried to play the Battleborn beta, but it would not for whatever reason I couldn't get into it. I downloaded it, I had it ready to roll, and whenever I would go to try and find a server, it would just cycle. It just wouldn't. I mean, nothing it wouldn't, wouldn't connect me to anything. So, uh, but I feel like I wanted to try it because. It feels, without having played it, from what I've seen, it looks like the poor man's uh, Overwatch <laughs> to me. Um, and I really can't wait to get my hands on Overwatch. So um, maybe there's enough room for both of those things, but I kind of feel like Overwatch is going to maybe stomp Battleborn into the floor. We'll see. It's entirely possible. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Uh, I, I am I, I appear to be on the minority of people who are not excited for either Battleborn or Overwatch. I know a lot of people are looking for Overwatch. I personally have no idea yeah, why. Yeah, but you're, you're not a multiplayer shooter fan. This is this is true. That's what I mean. You're not. If it doesn't have a story, you're, it's not your your bag. But for people who do like that stuff, Overwatch has some some new freshness, some new flavor to it that people are stoked about. Plus, it's Blizzard, and they you know. I think people are curious to see what would Blizzard make if they made a first-person shooter because this is such a strange thing for them. I miss that it was Blizzard. That explains quite a bit of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Goat, how about you? Are you looking for anything on this list? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of looking for Doom. Doom looks fun just for, you know, memory lane. Uncharted, yeah. eventually. Yeah. <laughs> did you um, Did you guys then, have to try I mean, the Doom beta at all? No. 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 Not, okay. No. I, I'm really. I'm like. I haven't been jumping on the beta train anymore. There's really no point. <laughs> That's the oh, thing that pissed me off too. Is is I got to play the. I got to play uh, Doom when it was in closed alpha. It was just a server stress test. They did one map, and it was fun. It played a lot like Unreal Tournament. It was really fast uh, paced than Arcady. Then I got invited back to do the closed beta that happened. It was like three weeks ago. Downloaded it. Installed. Same thing. Couldn't fucking get in. Uh, all of a sudden, it wouldn't connect me to anything. Same problem I had with Battleborn. Then I was like, fuck it, I'm not going to be able to do it. And then I did the uh, open beta that was, la- I think, last week or a week mm-hmm. before. Same thing. Wouldn't let me connect, so I don't know really? what the problem was. But bummed out, man. Well, John, I'm sorry. Um, so uh, so, uh, uh, so now that we know what uh, what's coming out this past couple weeks, uh, what, what is going to be coming out this next week, I should say, um, what have you guys played recently? Go. What do you got? Uh, nothing really big and exciting. Stuck in Tomb Raider. <laughs> I don't think I have enough healing potions. I gotta figure that part out of it out. How far are uh, you, Cody? Can you say? I I got the the thing that you're after. The oh oh you're much harder than me. Then I haven't gotten the thing yet. Yeah yeah. Mystery. Uh, last time I checked, I'm about probably I think a twice as far as you are according to percentiles. Ah, okay. I believe it. Um yeah. Uh so I put that down in, in frustration. Um I did uh let's see, what else have I done? I did, did, did Diablo because you know Diablo. And then <laughs> I attempted God help me, I attempted to play some uh D C Universe online <laughs> twice this week. And um I get it, it's free, it's the new thing but for fuck's sake, 40 minutes in a queue? No. Uh, when I got on this morning, it was a 75-minute queue. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Okay, so so I guess I'm a little confused. Because when I when I initially saw Goat that you tweeted out or, or posted that you had a 40-minute wait, because this game has been out for a while, my initial guess was that the reason that the wait was so long is because nobody was playing the game anymore. I take it I have that backwards. No, it's, uh, no what it, it is so full of people it was ridiculous. Absurdly well, ridiculous. Well, yeah. Here's the thing, and here's the thing. Um Xbox, yet again, is their own little community on this game. They don't cross play with anybody else. So it's literally a brand new game on Xbox and it's free to people who've never been able to play it before because they didn't have a console other than Xbox. So it's like that whole new 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 toy syndrome. Right. Everyone's trying to play it for free. And so that's how you get seventy five minute queues. <laughs> 
and they're well, they're 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 that limited on how many people they can have online, huh? Really? That's seems- oh no 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 no. Here's the thing. No, here's the thing. You could skip the queue and become a member at fifteen dollars a month, which is fine. Oh and- well, no 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 no. Let's be clear on that. Let's be clear on that because mm-hmm. a lot of people. A lot of people were salty about that. They're, they're, they have one massive server for this game, right? And Because I used to play this when it first launched on the PlayStation 3, and then I played it on the PC as well. Um, and Nick still plays it on the PS4. The server, the server will only allow for X amount of people on it um, up front, especially when it first launches. So anybody who pays who has a subscription to it does get first pick if the server becomes full. Obviously, they let the people who are paying a subscription cost in um, if the server has hit its capacity. And um, that being the case, to give you an idea of how backed up they were, when I went on earlier and was into a uh, 74-minute queue, they tell you how many people are in front of you. I had 4,386 people standing in line in front of me to get into that server. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but if you pay, you don't have to wait? Is that no, true? No, that's absolutely true. Yes, because, because if you're a member... subscription costs. Yeah. yeah. See, so you, you become like a premium member, and obviously you're paying, so you get ahead of the line. So when yeah. I went on, it was 40 minutes for the free line, um, three seconds for the pay line. That is absolutely true. Because I, I, yeah, I've played it with a subscription, and it's the servers are solid, yeah. and it, it works just. Which fine. makes sense, so. though. Like if you're paying for it, I get it. Like they want more subscriptions. If you don't want to wait and you're impatient, pay us fifteen bucks. You, 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 you're you're ahead of the line. It's like yeah. it's like paying the bouncer at the uh, Silk Rope. Yeah, no, I, I I get it. Just wow, just wow. Yeah, well, I mean, and- it'll die down. It'll die down. Like I said, new toy syndrome for the next couple of weeks. Everybody wants to touch a new toy. It was like that when it first launched um, originally. And the thing is, is that I'm glad that that's picking up a, a quick community. You got to remember, this is a five-year-old game, and it, it doesn't have like a new sheen to it. It looks. I mean, they upscaled it. It's got a, fat, a better frame rate, and it's got um, you know some some slightly upscaled textures. But for the most part, they have largely not done anything different to this game, and it's fine. Um, it is an MMO, but it's not a typical MMO. Go, you'll be right at home with it. It actually feels more like Diablo because you use the left and right triggers and bumpers and stuff to select from a toolbar. You actually, it's a more action based. You do combos. It's like a, oh, nice. Yeah, it's action based. Um, I know all about it. I was just yeah. tickled when it came to Xbox. I was like, mm, yes. I didn't know it was coming. My brother tagged me in it, and I went, woo! <laughs> we will definitely play together, John, and we will drag Charlie in just by proxy. Here, here's something I'll tell you, Charlie. Not I, enough, I have to wait an hour to play it. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> Give it two weeks. I guarantee you won't be waiting yeah. an hour. Yeah. But here's the thing. This game actually does have story stuff and okay. has like a story arc that once it's finished, if you don't want to play it anymore, you don't have to. So, it, so, so you can actually beat the game, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, they, they've uh-huh. installed... They do like a comic book. They install it where they call them issues. Okay. And if you want to play any of the additional issues after that, you can, and it's a separate story arc. They just keep extending the story content for the game. Okay. Well, so okay. you can play the core game, and then if you want to play the other stuff, you can, but it's, I mean, it's all optional, I guess. It's all how you play it, but it's fun. Charlie, Charlie's got to try it just so he can be Pony Man. I'm, you might actually be able to make that happen somehow. I'm not sure how, but you could be a superhero. Like Just every guy's you dream. could be the Technotronicorn. Be the Technotronicorn. You, 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 you have you have piqued my interest, John. <laughs> <laughs> if I'd known that was all it was going to take, I would have tried to trick you into playing shit with me a long time ago. John, John, yeah. we're guys. Every guy wants to be a superhero. That's true. Yeah. 
There's no need to be sexist about it. Women want to be superheroes too. It's true. I'm just saying we're guys. <laughs> I didn't say I didn't say women didn't want to be Supergirl's awesome. Uh, she is goat. Yeah, but with the three of us are guys is what I was gonna get. It's true. <laughs> and we three want to be superheroes. That is correct. Have you played anything else recently, goat, or is that, is that, is that no? That, that's it. Yeah, I'm trying to get Diablo John, done, so I've been really putting a lot of time in it. Um, I played DC Universe Online. Uh, <laughs> I played that. Um, I did manage to play. I did, we didn't talk about it earlier this week. Just Charlie was nice enough to give me a uh, a download code for the Mirror's Edge beta. And we were going to play it together, but we my download took for fucking ever, and uh, he miscalculated the start time of his uh, his his ability to play versus his lady's uh, sports intake. Blackhawks uh, final. Black that's final. it. Can't, yeah, can I can't can't contend with that. Yes. Um, so um, I the following morning when I woke up, I played like ten minutes of it, and and had to leave for work. Uh, it's cool. It's awesome. Plays exactly like a, a modernized version of the original Mirror's Edge. Very pretty. I mean, it's done by Dice. It's the same people who are doing like the Battlefield games right now. And those games, whether you like the content of their their play, those games look fucking great. Like they're really good looking games. So, um, look sharp. Can't wait to play it. Looks like it's a. I mean, direct sequel to the first one. So anybody who's been waiting, I think, will be pleasantly surprised when it comes. So, my understanding with the new Mirror's Edge is that. I remember anybody who played the original Mirror's Edge might remember that there was an achievement for making it through the entire game without without using pacifist. It. Yeah, yeah, the pacifist yeah. achievement, which which mm-hmm. I am a proud owner of. Um, and um, the uh, uh, my understanding is that in the new Mirror's Edge, guns using weapons isn't even an option. Um, oh, I didn't and, know that. Uh, yeah. I, well, from uh, that, well, so my question to you was is um, uh, just to see if I'm correct. Is in the beta did you ever use a weapon? No, I, I didn't finish it. I only played, like I said, about 15 minutes of it. Yeah, and, but, uh, but still, I imagine if there were weapons in there, you would. have Yeah, there were, but I didn't come across a single one that I could recall. Um, and I'm okay. fine with it because if I remember right from the original Mirror's Edge, what gunplay was in there was fairly minimal. Yeah. Um, it was definitely, it's definitely designed for to not use. Yeah, and not, and it yeah. was honestly the gunplay wasn't very good anyway. So if you were looking for that to be your primary focus, then it wasn't the right game for you anyways. Um, I'm okay with them not putting guns in it because it doesn't need it. It's an interesting enough game on its own. So um, let's see what else did I play? Killer Instinct, uh, a new character drop this week for season three, a vampire named Mira. It's really cool, um, unique kind of character. Again, uh, I enjoyed it. Um, not much to say about that because they haven't really done anything for story mode for season three yet. Um, I played, um, I played a bunch of different little things. Um, a little bit of PC gaming. Uh, my father and I are still playing Final Fantasy XIV right now. Played a little bit of uh, Star Wars Old Republic. I, I, I get these kicks where I, I just want to go back and play old things that I haven't played in a while just to see if how they have aged, like if they if I still want to play them. Yeah. Um, let's see. Jesus Christ, I know I played more. Um, I tried finishing some of the extreme missions on Metal Gear and got my ass handed to me. Or rather, one of the, it's just the ones where if they spot you, like mission over and you start all the fucking way over and I got mad at it and turned it off. Um, and then um, we're going to talk about it during our feature, so I'm not going to go into detail about it, but I played it. Fuck load of VR games this week. I played so many VR games this week. I had to stop because I was going cross-eyed. <laughs> literally, like literally. Yeah, like I, I was my my right eye was like, no, uh, just it wasn't. It didn't feel good, so I stopped playing. Yeah. For, for the audio listeners, John just got very Popeye on us. 
So I did. Uh, <laughs> I can't do Popeye. I can do bottom impersonations, but Popeye ain't one of them. That's fair. I'm gonna have to do a a lot of meth and a lot of blow to to do a proper Popeye impression. <laughs> you know. Uh, we 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 at Gamerhead Radio do not endorse doing meth or blow. Neither do I, for fuck's sake, Jesus. Christ. <laughs> Um, just not together. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, at, at the same time, that's the important thing. Just not sure. Just need to go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, everything in moderation, children. Uh, so, yeah, One that's the other. Never that's, together. That's right. That's all I had time for this week, Charlie. What about you? Um, the uh, the only game I got to spend some time with was uh, was a uh, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Uh, let Goat, uh, let Goat is much farther than me, so um, there's not much I can say about it that he hasn't already said. Um, I'm, uh, I'm I'm definitely. Where are you? Um, I am, let's see, I, uh, Did you find the guy with the animal problem we talked about last week? I must, when you say animal problem, I, I, I must have assumed, um, I, I must assume that you, you, um, that I, that I've run into who you're talking about, but I'm not sure what you mean when you say animal problem. Uh, he had a den that he needed, uh, oh, yes, 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 I did run into the guy that needed the, 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 the wolf den cleared out. Um, yeah. and then, um, it's animal problem. I suppose it is. <laughs> Just I was not quite thinking about it along those lines. And then, um, no, I'm, I'm beyond there. Uh, I've run into the um, the, uh, the the kind of the, the male uh, side character that, that you run into that that you run into in the facility that you find yourself in. And um, um, and um, uh, I've gone through like the, the this is this is uh, um, uh, amb- ambiguous. I've, I've gone through the train yard section, and I'm now in the. Um, uh, I'm just after the whole train yard section. So that's where I stopped. Oh. Actually, I stopped in the train yard yes. section. Yeah. Okay. I know where you're at. Yeah. You're not so far. I'm, I'm going through. Like, I'm going through like a mine to try and get somewhere. Yep. yep. Has your, you're has not your, uh, far. Jeff, have you guys since we talked about it last week? Um, have your guys' opinions at all changed on the game, or how? I mean, how are you guys feeling about it at this point? Um, the same. Yeah, no, it's um, it's it's a it's a it's an evolution it's an evolutionary iterative update off the last one. Nothing too uh, nothing too yeah. special about it. I don't think. Um, I do. Um, uh, but previously, I did mention the cards, you know, and I've come to realize that the cards have absolutely nothing to do with the main game. That they're only have to do with like those like survival modes or whatever they are. So yeah. it doesn't look like mm-hmm. I'll, you know that's uh, nothing. I'll be really off the table, huh? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, just because you know me, I just I go through the story and then I go into the next story. Um, but uh, but yeah, no. Um, no, on the on the whole, I'm still enjoying the hell out of it. Um, it's it's one of the it's one of the few games Michelle actually really enjoys, like watching me play. You know, there 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 are certain games um, that uh, that you know that she has no interest in watching, especially like first person shooters and things like that. But um, like the like the Uncharted games and the Tomb Raider games and things like that. Like she really she really enjoys watching because they're 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 gorgeous and they're just fun to watch. Um, but uh, but yeah, that was the only game I got to spend time with this week. The rest of my time has all been putting into my uh, my my cross country beer and pony sojourn that I'm going to be taking on uh, uh, next week. Um, so uh, coming off of that, before we get into news, uh, in case you missed it last week, a couple of programming notes. First of all, anybody who's watching the show, um, please join the hangout and uh, contribute and chat along. We're keeping an eye on the uh, on the YouTube comments and in the hangout Q and A section. Um, Sean Winterreeve has already asked uh, what the subject of the show is. Uh, Sean. Later, we're going to be after the news. We're going to be talking about VR headsets, um, but um, but we'll be getting that later. Also, uh, for the for the viewers, um, uh, you may you may or may not have noticed that last week's show ran kind of long because oh, yeah, we, we 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 uh, we uh, we we. Um, made the awful, horrible mistake of making sure to pay careful and close attention to every single one of your comments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because normally when we record the show, we'll get, you know, 
six, 10, 12, uh, you know, mailbag responses from people, but you guys were pretty rad last week and gave yeah. us this like fucking landslide of stuff to, to do. And given that we're a live show, we're just not used to it. Like on the spot like that. So, um, I think yeah. the point that, uh, Charlie's trying to make is, um, so, so please do what you did last week and, and comment and chat and everything. But, um, if we don't address something that you put up in the chat, it's nothing personal. We just, we, 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 to keep from having another three hour show, cause that's what it was. <laughs> we're, we're just going to have to pick and choose a little bit the comments that we, that we reply to, but, uh, yeah. but feel free to contribute, um, anyways. Um, and, uh, and, uh, we'll, we'll do the best that we can to, um, to respond to everything that you guys put in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then aside from that, for the next two shows, um, I am going to be traveling, uh, across this great, uh, uh, this great continent of ours, um, and uh, drinking lots of beer and uh, and hanging out with pony folk in the process. And so next week's show um, sh- will hopefully be around the same time as this one, 8 p.m. Central uh, on, on Sunday evening, give or take. Just keep an eye on our social media feeds uh, to find out exactly when that might be, because I will be in a hotel somewhere. I'm actually not even sure where yet. Um, and then, um, and then the week following that, um, it, uh, the recording might, uh, we're not sure what day that'll be happening on because, uh, at this time, two weeks from now, I will be driving back. And so I won't be able to do the show from my car probably. Um, but, um, at the very least, because I don't have an unlimited data plan. Um, but, um, um, uh, so we might be recording on a different day or a different time to be able to have the show happen that week, but we're going to do everything we can to make it happen. Um, so, uh, so, so yes, um, all those things, but, yeah. um, keep them coming. We want to hear from you guys any, any, and every time we can, we just don't want to, uh, by proxy of, of making sure we tend to everybody. We don't want to punish the people who don't want to sit here for three hours or listen to the recorded version of the show for three hours and listen to that. So, um, yes. you know, if we don't get to your comment, come back next week, keep commenting, always comment. We'll, I'm sure we'll get to you sooner or later. We want to make sure everybody gets heard. Yes, I, Absolutely. I I can sum this up perfectly, gentlemen. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was a weird thing. Uh, we uh, we love you, but we also love an hour and a half show. Yes, that's all of that. That's that's our ideal time is to yeah. do an hour and a half show for you guys. 90, 90 minutes yeah. of the three of us yapping at you is more than any person should be subjected to. Uh-huh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, so with that being said, now that you know what we did in last week of video gaming, let's find out what the industry did the last week of video gaming. Yay. Oh, oh that was a flub. Did, uh, did the gold pile just fall from grace? No. Nope. Um, I blame that on stone Russian imperial stout, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. Hey, uh, turn your strobes on the back there, Charlie. Yeah, dude, it's like oh, it's storming yeah. out where we're recording, and it's just like I can see nothing but, like, thunder and lightning behind you, Charlie. It's crazy. I, Charlie's I, I, actually I at the Country show. Thunder Sorry. Show. <laughs> yeah, he's actually at the Country Thunder Show. He's not He's not going to tell you that, but he uh, he's a Disney no, fan. No, no, just no. All of that, no. We've got a mixed bag of news this week. Now, there were a few things that were hardware related that have come out in the last couple weeks that I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna refrain from talking about because we're just a few weeks away from E3 and they're gonna be talking about a lot of this stuff. So, in lieu of that, I went with things that are uh, 
uh, just general industry information for the week for you guys. Um, so the uh, the first headline for the week is admins of the shutdown World of Warcraft uh, Blizzard server that, or non non Blizzard server, the fan server that we talked about uh, last week. Turns out that they they got enough uh, petition signatures that they're going to go and speak to Blizzard. Blizzard is actually going to meet with them to talk about the future of potentially running a fan owned vanilla server. Um, so that it's a bit of an update from last week's episode, but that's kind of cool, man. Um, I, I think. No. What do you mean, no? No, they're going. Blizzard's going to talk to them and be like, "So, fourteen ninety nine a month, and we get our." Cut. No, 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 no. See, I don't think that's the case at all. Because if you remember from the story we talked about before, Blizzard shut them down and said, "No, you're you're possibly taking revenue out of our pockets. No, you can't do it." That's all they had to say. That's all they had to have their legal department say. If they're willing to actually meet with these people, it may be to discuss some sort of middle ground for them where everybody wins. Yeah. At least I hope so. Anyways, what do you guys think? Yeah. A subscription service, and Blizzard wants to talk about their cut. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe there's that, too. I mean, it would like, kind of be unprecedented if they did. That's the thing. Yeah, well, th- that. And plus, I, I, I can't find any angle, aside from goodwill, for Blizzard to want to do this. I mean, like, their, their, their subscription numbers have been dropping like, like flies. And so, like, to be able to provide a place for people to leave their fourteen ninety nine a month subscription model and go to this other thing. Why would they why would they facilitate that? Well yeah. here here's what they're talking about. A lot of people are spec are, are speculating the the development team that put this these fan servers together, if you recall, um, the server itself was called Nostalrius. And so that's kind of what people are referring to them as the Nostalrius team. A lot of people are anticipating that what this means is that Nostalrius team is meeting with Blizzard so that Blizzard can hire them to be to run vanilla servers that people can pay to just play the vanilla version of the game if they don't want to pay up play uh, play all the crazy shit that they've added since because there are a lot yeah. of people who liked the game the way it was when it launched and don't like a lot of the changes they've made so there's a discussion about hiring a team to focus <laughs> specifically on doing that for them paying them to do that and not only everybody wins then because they they're employed by Blizzard and Blizzard gets 100% of the proceeds and the vanilla people who want to play still pay a subscription cost to do it yeah, but, but see, here's the thing. Then they have to pay those people. Why that's don't they just saying. contract they're, they're, them out? Maybe they just contract them. They're going to do, you know, you and know. take their money and have them pay themselves and keep it off Blizzard's books, except yeah. for positive income. Maybe. Um, do you guys think uh, one way or the other, whatever the outcome is, do you think that this is a smart move on Blizzard's behalf, or are they, you know, just yeah, bad stuff? Retro gaming is huge. What's that? Just to meet with them. Yeah, to sit down and talk with them about the future of this stuff. I mean, conversation is always a good idea in, in almost every situation. So, yeah, that, that much is a fantastic idea. Um, I just don't quite I anticipate a lot of – I don't think anything's – I mean, yeah, I, I guess I'm on the fence because you make a good argument there. So I, I don't really know what's going to happen. I'll be, I'll be curious to see which way this goes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I as somebody who's played a lot of MMOs, I hope that they can find a way to make this to put these servers back on, um, and and find a middle ground so everybody wins. Because realistically, I mean, what's the worst that happens? You're giving somebody an alternative to the version of the game that they're playing now. And a lot of the people who uh, who work with Nostralias, their point, part of their point is, is that the game has changed so much. I mean, literally, if you remember, I told you in Cataclysm, they completely updated the original game and changed the landscapes and broke things and destroyed whole sections to make it look updated for that story. 
a lot of people who work for Nostralgias are saying that they're trying to preserve a chunk of gaming history because World of Warcraft as it is is not what it was at all. And I can verify that having played it, it's drastically different in those zones. So they were kind of saying that part yeah. of it was to preserve the way it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, I'm with them. Go ahead, go, sorry. Oh, uh, I'm with them. Retro Gaming's in right now. And this is a retro MMO, and they'll make money off of the the, the Glory Day kids and the Nostalgia kids. And I, I use kids really wrong because those people are probably in their mid-30s. But <laughs> It's true, probably. I'm actually pretty certain that that would be the majority of the uh, yeah the player base at this Could point, at least, at least a chunk of it. Um, um, uh, Ricky Keller asks a pretty good question here. He says, um, as gamers, if you guys hadn't played any WoW before, would you find yourself more inclined to play on the vanilla server as opposed to Blizzard's live servers or the other way around? Um, well, my answer is easy, no, because I don't play MMOs. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm the wrong person to ask that question to. So what do you guys do? You go? What, do you, what about you? Well, um, I haven't played WoW before, other than like 10 minutes on a friend's server going, no, I'm good. <laughs> um, I would probably want to start, ah, oh, shit, probably vanilla and work my way up and start at the beginning of the game and work my way through it. i got to be honest with you. Like, it, it would make more sense that way to me instead of jumping into the end of a game. You it know, would make it would perfect more, sense. Yeah, to start where Bales did and work your way up through the lore and be up to speed. Because that's where I did, started. I started playing WoW inside of its first, I think, probably six or eight months. And uh, you could totally play the game as it is now and well, yeah. start from one, new. And it would be Yeah, and it would be fine. But if you start from vanilla, because there are they've largely changed some of the quests or quests that were taken out. You can't ever play again. So it wouldn't be a bad thing to start there. Um, plus, I think the original level cap was like, I think it was 60, yep. 55 or 60, it was 60. It was 60. Um, it's now, it's now 105, <laughs> I think, if I yeah. remember right, if I remember correctly. They go, they go 10 levels um, every expansion, I thought. And I have, I think, a level 90 character, and so for the average person coming in, like, I'm sure it's intimidating. So yeah, I would say if, if they do launch these vanilla servers again, start to do that. Yeah, if you've never played WoW and you want to play it, start there, it's cool. Well, I mean, John, you can relate. You're playing Diablo 3 with a bunch of people that are way over your level. Oh, my God. It's crazy, man. Like, way <laughs> over my level. It's fun, though. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah, for anybody who gets intimidated by uh, by level caps, don't be. It's not about the level cap. You know, look at it like this, and there's more, there's more content there for you. There's more content in World of Warcraft than you probably play in, you know, 20 retail games you buy brand new that have a beginning and an end like that, you know? Even if you reach the end of the content, like, at this point, the amount of content in that game is obscene. It's just crazy. So, yeah, that's that's my feeling on that, uh, Ricky. Okay. Thanks, Ricky, for the question. Yeah. And, uh, and hello real quick to Chaos is Undead. Thanks for joining us. Hello. Oh, that's Chris. That's my buddy Chris. He's a special engine that forgets what time things are, even though he has oh. internet. <laughs> Um, moving on to number four for the week. Um, so it seems that No Man's Sky is going to have a bunch of lore in it. They're actually, they addressed the early concerns that it would just be a big, giant, empty universe with nothing to do in it. <laughs> so they're writing some lore and some story uh, to flesh out the universe. And in order to do this, uh, Hello Games' Sean Murray has uh, contracted and is working with uh, a Star Trek writer and uh, one of the Watchmen co-creators to help craft the game's lore. That is a hell of a pedigree for a space game. Um, as it turns out, it's uh, Dave Gibbons, who is the one uh, of two halves of the creative team for Watchmen. Um, 
who who did uh, a little bit of the art and the writing, some of the writing with uh, Alan Moore on Watchmen. Uh, it's this is good news, man, um, because for all the interest that I had in this game, I was a little concerned as well that it was just going to be big empty nothingness all the time, you know, with nothing to do on a story level. Does hearing that there's more story content in this change your perspective on uh, or your want to play the game at all, guys? It takes me from a zero to about a four. Really? It, despite what you know about this game and the way that it's built and designed, you don't have any interest in this game? That's what was driving me away. It's it's the game that never ends. <laughs> wow. No, to be it's clear, Sean Murray said it does end. He said it does end. Well, well, go to the center of the universe. That's, the goal is to see what's waiting for you when you're yes, in the middle. Um, and that might work great for a person who doesn't have OCD and needs to go explore every single planet, which is impossible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean, sure, I'm sure it has an ending. Like, um, like a like like a game of solitaire has an ending. You just don't play it again, or do you know do it all over again, or something like that. And, sure. uh, Charlie, yeah, Charlie, uh-huh. you you can do this. You, you uh-huh. skipped missions in Metal Gear. Just the optional ones. And we're okay with it. Just, just the just, just the re- just the re- And I'm it's only because they said that they're optional. And I'm sure, it feels okay with it. They didn't, you know what? They didn't have those little yellow dots next to yeah, it. Those so not important. yellow dots. I'm sure this will. I'm sure this will have optional planets you can skip. I yeah, you can skip every single planet you want, and except for the yeah. ones you absolutely need, because you said you will have to continue to travel forward to continue to travel forward. So, so, uh, so that's the thing. I mean, it's just like the, the the fact that we now know something about this game's story, as opposed to before we knew nothing about this game's story, is why it takes me from a, from a zero to a four. Yeah. Um, it's. Uh, I mean, it, it, I'm just pointing out that is a giant leap forward. It's still not in the. You know, it's still on the lower half of, end of my spectrum, but still, um, you know, the fact that I have any interest in it at all. Now yeah. is, uh, is is something. So the the other part of the creative uh, pool for this is uh, James Swallow, and he is the he's the one who's primarily writing the lore for the universe. Um, Dave Gibbons, um, while he has done writing in his career, is primarily an artist. So um, there, James Swallow and Dave Gibbons are working together on a, a comic book that's going to come packaged with the collector's edition, and that's going to be, I think, the beginning. They're implying is going to be the beginning of where you kind of can see some of the lore, some of the story-related stuff that doesn't just have to do with this, like, massive, uh, endless universe. So, um, good talent, um, because James Swallow has worked on, on, on top of Star Trek, he's also worked on uh, Deus Ex and uh, 40, uh, Warhammer 40K. Mm-hmm. So he's he's got a really good writing pedigree, too, and some respectable things uh, to, to go off of. So, I mean, these are, these are this is good talent for this project, I think, you know. Um, you know, as far as, as far as, Art goes. Dave Gibbons is a huge get, man. You know, it's a name yeah. in the world of comic books. So, very cool. Yeah. Go where do you sit on No Man's Sky? Uh, I mean, it looks fun, and I'll, I'll probably get it just because I. Well, I mean, I'll get a PS4 first, but um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm into those like weird wander on. I play Minecraft, so like, put me in space and let me wander around. Sure, I'm okay with it. But I mean, we'll have to see more before I run right out and buy like the limited edition or something. Yeah, I, I definitely I I will be when more news does eventually come out. I will be paying attention to it. But um, yeah, right now it's it's still not really on my to buy radar. It's a I'm I'm I will be paying attention. That that's yeah. fine. Right on. All right, well, go ahead and move on to number three this week. Uh, I'm going to do a little screen sharing here in just a second. Uh, but uh, you, you, ladies and gentlemen, have a new Tomb Raider uh, star. 
Um, they were talking some weeks ago about using Daisy Ridley to uh, fill those shoes. Um, obviously, hot on the heels of her, her popularity with Star Wars. But uh, for whatever reason, that has fallen through, and they're not going to work with her. Instead, they're going to be using um, Alicia Vikander, who is uh, the star, uh, one of the stars of Ex Machina, and uh, one of the stars of, uh, or the star of the Danish Girl as well. Um, so, I'm going to go ahead and pull up a photograph here and show you guys what we got here. This is the young lady who is going to be playing our new Lara Croft. What do you guys think? Think she looks right for the role? She needs a bulk up. You think so? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I, I don't particularly think that uh, Lara Croft is a terribly, like, bulky person uh, in yeah, terms of her she, design. She's got little... Like, and this may sound sexist, I'm okay with it, but she has girl arms. Like, Laura's got some definition. She went I would to the gym. like to think that she does, man. But but here's the thing, too. you you got to consider the fact that almost every time you see a photograph of a star who gets cast for a character that they maybe only just resemble in passing, the studio always works with them. You should see what Chris Hemsworth looked like before he actually made it to the screen as Thor. He was this big around. He was a really skinny guy. Like, if you've ever seen his brother Liam's, Liam Hemsworth... It's a very svelte guy, lean, very lean guy. That's, that's exactly how Chris Hemsworth was. They they beefcake the shit out of him to play Thor. He doesn't look like that normally. Okay. Yeah, you know. So I have a feeling they'll you know they'll make her look the role, the part of the role. But I she's a good actress too, though. Um, so I expect we, we that just this is a game red movie, got it. Yeah. <laughs> I um yeah I, I mean I've heard good things. I I've, I've been meaning to watch Ex Machina. I I haven't yet. I'm sure I would. I'm sure I would love it from everything that I've heard. But I've heard good things about her, her performance in that. Um, ge- generally speaking, I do um I do uh I do think she looks uh, good enough for the role. I guess. I mean, you know the um the, the resemblance to you know I mean the video game version of Lara Croft has changed twenty dozen times over the years. You know, of course, of course, the Lara Croft we have now in the, in the two newest iterations is the one that I prefer the most because she's the most realistic looking and proportioned. But um, yeah. you know, um, you know, I'm um, so mad she didn't get another size in the the new one. They broke that chain. Uh, uh, moving on. Um, the, uh, uh, that's our good. Um, um, so, so I, I think Alicia looks close enough, and uh, it sounds like her, uh, her. Uh, you know her, um, you know abilities are there. So um, I'll just be. It's, it's going to be all about just. It's you know the. Um, I, I'm much less concerned about her than I am over everything else having to do with the movie. You know. They, yeah. You know, see, I got the same feeling. I want. I want there to be a decent Tomb Raider movie because realistically, like if you look at Tomb Raider, was Tomb Raider Tomb Raider ever like? Um, was it ever a particularly intelligent story? Not really. In most cases, the actually probably the most intelligent one in that series was the last one, the first Tomb Raider reboot game. Um, the rest of them were never good games. They were they were supposed to they were the video game equivalent of like popcorn flicks, man. They were big yeah. dumb action games. They were kind of silly and goofy, honestly. And in most cases, I think um, most people appreciated the game because it was. If you were if you were around when the first Tomb Raider came out, I'm making myself sound old as shit. But when you first played that, that was the amount of of travel space you were given was considered very free, and the exploration was kind of uh, somewhat unprecedented at the time. It was a very open game, and so I think that's what did it for a lot of people. It innovated something, um, and didn't really do anything new, I guess, in the world of video games: jumping, running, shooting, platforming. You know. 
Do you, uh, I suppose that given especially um, uh, the actress's age, that um, that this is going to also be the, the reboot of the, the, the film version now of the reboot of Lara Croft and Tomb Raider? If they're smart, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that was a good enough game that if they, if they trim the fat out of that story and turn it into a survival, I mean, like, look, like Leonardo DiCaprio just run, won an Oscar for Revenant. If you take the gritty survival side of Tomb Raider and apply that to a film with a good actress, could do wonders for the license. You know, I think if they're smart, for, they'll do it that way. And for video game movies on a whole. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We, could, we could we could use that hero flick. I mean, um, don't don't lose the don't lose the 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 supernatural angle of it that normally comes with these games. That like uh, Indiana Jones style, like always yeah. maybe a sense of the supernatural uh, adventure. You know, don't lose the tomb reading, I guess, as it were. Yeah. But <laughs> um, but grit it up a little bit. Take it seriously. I'm yes. Idea. Yes. Uh, Tomb Raider rises to the box office. Make it happen. <laughs> there you go. Um, moving on to number two for the week. Um, you know, we we knew this was coming. We talked about it a while back on the show, but as of this past week, uh, officially Lionhead Studios is no more. So for those of you who are uh, maybe not aware, Lionhead is probably most well-known for the Fable games. Um, they're probably just as well-known for Fable as they are for their uh, their proprietors' uh, uh, shenanigans when it comes to not, not delivering on promises made uh, in development crunch time. Peter, Peter Molyneux is uh, the person who developed those games primarily and never, ever, ever finish things on time and <laughs> would probably only deliver about 40% of what he promised. Um, very big dreamer, ambitious guy. Um, just, I think maybe always got too excited and like was so excited to share what he was thinking that he make promises he couldn't keep all the time. And uh, he had a little bit of a legacy for that. But I mean, this was a 20 year old studio. Um, they did a lot of great things. And one of the IPs I remember that they were popular for uh, before Fable existed, was Black and White, um, which was um, primarily a PC title. Actually, it may have been just a PC-only title, if I remember correctly. Um, hmm. So, so real quick, just because it's relevant to that that comment, John, and also what we were just coming off of. Yes. Um, I'm actually looking at a list on on, on uh, Wikipedia, and the the list of canceled titles, which does, to be fair, include just simply ports of other titles. But still, the uh, the list of canceled things is almost as long as the list of released things. There were a lot of things that they were working on. The, um, yeah, so so Black and White did come out on uh, Windows and and, uh, and, uh, and Mac, but um, mm. uh, it was announced but then canceled for PlayStation and Dreamcast, and then the uh, sequel, Titan, was announced and then canceled for Xbox and PlayStation 2. So, and that's just that's just the tip of the iceberg in terms of yeah, cancellation. Yeah, yeah. Um, they they also did this really kind of neat little game uh, at the time that it came out that was uh, just on the PC as well that uh, I played quite a bit of when it came out. It was a game called The Movies, and uh, it was a it was done in the style of a game like The Sims, but you were a movie studio owner and you had to build a movie studio and you had to hire actors and audition them, and then you got what was neat about it is they put in this like. It was like a faux movie editor where you could take pre-prepared scenes. They had like sci-fi scenes, action scenes, drama scenes, comedies, romances, and they would take those things and then they would do all different things. Like you could do black and white filters. You could make, uh, you know, uh, uh, 
oh shit, my brain's not working properly. You could make uh, movies that had no, you know, like before you could talk in movies. I don't remember what, silent films. So you do silent films um, in that style and put little like black and white place cards up with the words on them and pick them. You could pick the music. You could pick the costumes they were wearing. It was really neat. And if you go to YouTube, you can actually find some of the little edits uh, that people made. You can write the little dialogue and the dialogue bubbles and stuff. You can actually make little, find little short movies that people made with this game that existed in a like uh, pre-YouTube kind of world. It was when YouTube was not a socially relevant beast. So it was neat to see stuff like this, and playing the game was fun. I'd be curious to see if it was still any fun to play, but that was a really awesome game that they made. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, uh, I've, I've heard about that. I never played it, though. Yeah, They did um, do a sequel to Black and White, too, but nobody bought that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so Black and White came out in 2001. Uh, Fable, 2004. Uh, Black and White 2, 2005. Movies was also 2005. Um, and then uh, Fable 2, 2008. Fable 3, 2010. And uh, then Fables, Fables, Fables that nobody played, nobody played, nobody played. Um, yeah. Yeah. Another one bites the dust, gentlemen, and it's a sad one to see go because even though Peter Molyneux was a little bit crazy sometimes, um, you, you can't say that whatever did make it to release was not always fairly original and did not always have some some really well-thought and well-intended ideas. Man, I well, wish gaming had more of that still. Yeah, well, let's ask the resident Fable fan in the room. Goat, does this news surprise you? Um... No, not really, given that the Fable Legends was a train wreck upon a train wreck, followed by, well, and it was pre, it was precursed by one, two, three train wrecks before that. Um, like, after Fable 3, they were just literally throwing, like, throwing darts at a board and trying to be like, what are we going to name the next Fable? And I'm like, I don't know, maybe make Fable 4? And they didn't. <laughs> they made all these... Like ideas that, like, could have been mini games in Fable Four, but they made them entire games. So, as far as those go, go. Do you pl- did you play Fable Heroes? Yep. And uh, and that was not good. Uh, it was the best of the three options. The worst was that Connect Fable Journeys. That was trifle at best. <laughs> It was a it was a Connect Tech demo. That's really all it was, you know. But I mean, so was yeah. pretty much anything that came out for the Connect at that time. If we're being honest, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. Fable Anniversary was the last one. Was well, and that was disappointing because they literally just polished the turd and they didn't even fix it. Like, <laughs> like it was it was busted in the first one, right? I get that. Like, it was like sad, yeah, and they polished it up real nice. They didn't even fix any of the bugs. The same bugs are in there that were in there ten years ago. I'm like, like what? What the fuck, guys? Like it's an anniversary edition. Like, I don't know. Take some time and work on it and fix like the shit that you know is wrong with it. Just so pretend that you care, just a little tiny bit. Other- otherwise, your game studio is going to close because you you tried to paint a turd pink. Um, yeah. No, let's be let's be fair though. That game shows its age because of the time that it came from. But Fable, the first Fable was really well received and really well reviewed, and it was actually a pretty original game. Well, yeah, that was great back then. But if you're gonna re-release it, <laughs> fix it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, yeah, it I mean, was, but, but they I mean, were the game that that the original Fable was was absolutely nothing like what was promised. Like nothing, even close. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, they yeah, they no, so much out of it. No. But he's also been that guy we know, where he like Fable Three. We're supposed to be able to like build a fucking empire, or Sim City, have sex with a robot, 
birth a rocket and then kill God. And that was just the first press release. And what we got in Fable 3 was none of that. We got the, you can be the king. I think that's the only thing we got out of that entire game that he actually said we were going to get. Yeah. That wasn't like the normal game. Look, I will forever uh, think that uh, the Fable 2, for, for me personally, was the highlight of that series. I enjoyed it the best. Yeah. Even though I, there were some great things in the third Fable, uh, some great ideas, the implementation of them was not that great. It was It felt rushed to me. John, I agree with you. Fable, Fable 2 is my favorite as well. Yeah, it's really good. 2 is going to leave a sour taste in my mouth because it just the ending was the biggest middle finger I've gotten in gaming. No, it was. It was. To be fair, the ending was 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 an insult. But the rest of the game, I yeah. think, was, was superior to the other yeah. two. Ricky I asked like us a question. I like three more. Ricky's, oh, Ricky Keller has asked us a question pertaining to this conversation, which I, I feel is a good question, so I'm going to go ahead and, and kind of answer this. Fine. Um, right in here, Ricky. Ricky <laughs> asked, uh, "Do you guys think it's better? It's a better idea to go the direction they did with different types, uh, game types and styles. Maybe they just had poor execution." He implies, "Or do you typically prefer iterations of the same type of games? You know, Assassin's Creed style." I would have said Assassin's Creed style a few years ago, several Assassin's Creeds ago, but now I have seen how that's gone. Even with all of their failures, I would rather them have failed on the attempt at new ideas than to keep just putting the same thing out over and over and over. Personally, that's me. Hey, damn right. You're sorry, Ricky. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I would rather fable four. Like I said, I'd rather have fable four than with the ideas from the other, you know, from other styles of games put into it. But I mean, like, I don't know. You play fable for the fable. You don't play the fable for the kart racer version. <laughs> well, hey, to be uh, fair, they didn't, they, they didn't quite do anything bad off the wall, I don't think. But um, yet, yet, yeah, give well, them time. Well, so 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 that that's gonna be my next question. But to, but just to give my my two cents on Ricky's question, um, the I, I think trying different things is see. I, I think it's what what it comes down to is if you're really good at doing the one thing, then just do the one thing. I think you should try doing the different things. If you're not so good at doing the one thing, that you should try other things to find the thing that you are really good at. And so, you know, you know, I, I think that, like in the case of Assassin's Creed, I feel that they are good enough. You know, but you know, the the, the issues with the Assassin's Creed, you know, uh, history has been on, you know, has been, uh, you know, th that's that's widely known in terms of quality and things like that, which it seems like with the last iteration that they that they've caught up on, but. Um, the, uh, it seems like for the most part they're really good at doing the one thing, and so like in, in the yeah. case of Assassin's Creed, I don't mind them doing that. In the case of Fable, um, I feel like they were doing well enough with just doing the one thing that that splitting off and trying these different things, I think in in their particular case was a mistake because well they didn't appear to be very good at doing those other things. So um, I think that's what it comes down to. Um, like in the case of you know it's it, uh, it 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 takes a very unique and and uh, especially talented development studio, I think, like in the case of Nintendo, for example, to take Mario and to make a Mario game in like pretty much every single possible genre and like just anything, every sport, every activity, everything you could possibly think of, and still have them be decent games, you know, um, mm -hmm. at the yeah, very least. Mario's so, not that deep. Uh, <laughs> well, this is true. So, so maybe that's what makes it easy. I'm not sure. Well, I think I think he's, I think he's just a, a mascot. 
The, well, yeah, Sorry, but I do think the uh, no, no, no. You're fine. Um, but uh, you know, I think the the um, the, uh, the 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 talent and skill of the developers, the people making the game, is what's is what what's paramount here. And so, you know, it's uh, the people who are behind Fable and behind Assassin's Creed. I think we're pretty good at making those things that they started making and continued to make. I think it's when you branch out, like Assassin's Creed Chronicles, and eh, not so good. These other Fable things, and eh, not so good. And so maybe just maybe just stick to what you're good at. I guess is what I'm saying. Unless you're really, really, really really sure that you could be good at other things because otherwise you're just muddying the waters of your brand and your reputation. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. I don't think I can say anything better about it, Charlie. Um, so given that that is the case, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to that. Goddamn it. <laughs> uh, moving on to number one for the week. Um, so every year the entertainment software association, um, who represents video gaming in Washington, DC posts a, uh, a report they do this yearly, that uh, kind of breaks down gaming and entertainment, uh, electronic entertainment in the household uh, for the government. And then they publish this report publicly for people to check out. One of the uh, things that was highlighted and noted from that report this week was that they say that inside of the next 12 months, 40% of gamers will buy a VR headset, Um, which is awfully convenient because after this we're going to be talking about VR. But... uh, I found this to be fascinating as hell. Now, to to kind of break down further for you guys, when they say that forty percent of gamers um, are going to be are going to be doing this, forty percent of gamers break out like this. Right now, the ESA says that sixty three percent of all United States uh, households have at least one gamer in it. That's a pretty big amount of people when you consider sixty three percent of uh, American households. Um, well, and they, what do they, they consider a gamer? They define that as someone who plays video games three hours or more per week. That, what do they quantify as a video game? Yeah, um, they they do not specify. Um, oh well, they do, right, okay. Right. So they do break down some numbers. Each household has an average of one point seven gamers. Sixty five percent of households own a device used to play games, but they don't specify what the device is. Uh-huh. Only about only about forty eight percent of homes own a dedicated game console. So that means a lot of people either play on PCs or mobile devices. So they are factoring all of those platforms in. Okay. They are including mobile devices. See, your crazy and who plays bingo on Facebook counts. Yeah, see, but you know what? The reason that that's a completely valid argument for this conversation is is that this phone is the only passport I have into VR right now, which we will save that discussion for the uh, the feature, but I can understand why they're including mobile because Gear VR does uh, account for a large portion of VR because this article does yeah. say 40% of gamers will buy a VR headset in the next year. They don't specify which. They're just saying a. That could be a cardboard unit for all we know. Right. Um, but it's still, given that this is, we are literally, what, six weeks away out out from the official launch of a uh, the big you know VR headsets here, not counting the Gear VR. Like, we're, we're only a year into VR being publicly available if you count the Gear VR. That's a 40% of 63% of all American households having at least one person is a pretty substantial number for a technology that's in its infancy, no? Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, and, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're certainly a pretty good sample set here because mm-hmm. all three, you know, 100% of Gamerhead Radio owns a VR headset. So, um, you know, I, uh, you know, it's, uh, and, and in terms of, um, you know, the, our mailbag question this week uh, speaks exactly to this very topic. And so we'll touch on that a little bit later, but, um, yeah, no, I think, uh, but, uh, you know, if, if they, if they truly do hit 40% penetration on, on what, on what they, <laughs> 
The term is market penetration. That's what it is. God, children, I'm working with you. So I know he's he's an adult. He's a he's a full grown goat. I can see his horns. Oh, that's amazing. So, children who grow this, I'd like to meet. <laughs> That's called a hormone problem. That's a gland. And I would like to meet any man who does not giggle at penetration in any situation. Hello. I know what it is. Yeah. I said man. I said Uh, man. That's fair. That's fair. Um, So, so, anyways, damn you all. So, for them to hit, okay, for them to hit 40% market saturation. There you go. I think think is 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 a perfectly realistic and perfectly attainable goal. Um, I, yes, I think the fact that they, yeah, the fact that they have penetrated 40% of the market and uh, safely is yes. amazing. At least he said it with a straight face. Uh, so what I'm going to what I'm going to point out to you guys too is uh, there's a lot more information in this report. Um, they go into pretty uh, pretty specific detail about different things. Um, I'm going to share a copy of the the link to the report to my my co-hosts here just for their personal use so they can have it for whenever they want to take a look at it. But um, you guys will be able to find uh, this this uh, you know this link inside of the news story that, that's published on the gamerheadradio.com website when we post our news stories. Charlie, we're still posting news stories up there, aren't we? Um, the on the uh, in the comments on the website, yeah. On the yeah yeah, yeah okay great. And uh, um, what I'll, what I'll actually do right now is is I will take that link that John just sent me and I will post it on uh, the YouTube comments page right now for anybody excellent. who's curious to look. So anybody who wants to check it out, feel free. There's a lot of information in there. It's neat. Um, but uh, we we have a, a comment from a, a first time live uh, viewer. So Cal Davis says, "Greetings, guys! First time tuning in, actually during the show, and what a show to catch hey, a hey. discussion." Yes, what a show to catch. Indeed. Welcome, Cal. Thanks for listening to the old uh, recordings, and also thank you for watching the live show now. Hi, Cal. I know we said we weren't going to perpetuate everybody's commentary, but this I have to do this. Uh, Ricky commented by saying that Goat is going to ride that joke all night. He can already tell. So I I just needed to. Oh, wow. We need to keep the dick train moving. Uh, That's... uh, Wow, sure. that's uh, that's 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 a bold statement, Mister Keller. Goat, and also I am actually uh, going to dismount that market comment and move on with my life. <sighs> hey, just real quick, while it's semi-relevant, um, Goat, uh, could, could I ask you to please share the name of your character that you created in uh, DC Online? Yes. <laughs> oh yes, yes, my uh, my DC superhero, well, supervillain. Um, his mentor's a Joker. Um, they were. They, I tried to put my name in there, and they wouldn't like allow it. So I decided to be like, "Fuck it, let's see what the light fly." So my uh, superhero is Richard Train. Yes, we need um, to get a screen call that Dick goat. for short. Yeah, <laughs> uh, between now and next week, you have a homework assignment. You need to when you oh, can yeah. get into the game, you need to take a screenshot of Richard Train so yeah. that you can share yes. uh, your vision of the Dick Train personified. <laughs> For, for people watching and listening. So, I just found it funny that they wouldn't let me name him Goat. They were like, that's yeah. invalid. But yeah. Richard Train was completely fine. Even better, um, maybe maybe we can get uh, get some of our, our viewers and listeners to jump in and play DC Universe Online with us for free yes. once the cues die down a little bit yeah. so that you can say that you battled the Dick Train with the Dick Train <laughs> in person, live in person. Oh, yeah, I was there. I battled. I wrestled the Dick Train. Wrestled him yes. around. Yes. You can find okay, on the Dick Train you, for fourteen ninety nine. Oh boy! 
You guys are talking me into playing this game. That is a low. <laughs> that is a low price. Fourteen ninety nine to ride the dick train. Go. Yeah. Price. Mm-hmm. Yes. Have you? That all, de- that all depends on what neighborhood you're in, John. <laughs> it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true. And whatever go, whatever ha- neighborhood goat is in, the, the cost of real estate goes down. <laughs> We've lost viewers during the course of this conversation. <laughs> no, no, there's commentary coming in. Choo, choo. No, 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 I'm looking at, I'm looking at the number. It's, we, right. we're, we're driving people away. Right. So we should well, okay, all right. Let's get back on the rails. Case, then, then I'm going to go ahead and call it. News is done for the week. Our feature for the week, we want to talk a little bit about uh, virtual virtual reality headsets. Thank you, Beer. Uh, we're uh, we, uh, we we touched on the topic um, a, a long time ago, and it's actually what uh, yes, Goat is currently holding up uh, his for his 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 chosen purchase. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a virtual reality headset, which uh, may look familiar to uh, a watcher if he's if he's in if he's watching. Hi, Danny. Um, but uh, yes, I did steal it from him. Well, th- this thing's actually technically a part of Gamerhead Radio history. So, because anybody that listened to uh, the episode that we first did, where we talked about virtual reality, I think it was April last year. So it was like almost exactly a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Goat has the uh, Innovator Edition, which is the very first version of the Gear VR that came out, and he purchased that from Mr. Danny Waskow, who was the one that was on the show with us and talked uh, about the the unit with us. This thing is the very unit that we tried uh, in the studio at that time, and it is a different unit than the one that Charlie and I have for a specific reason, which I'm sure we'll break down. Um, that's so, where so we're we, we, uh, we started there, and we'll continue there. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the episode in question is episode number one hundred and five, uh, recorded on March seventh. Yeah, uh, March seventeenth, um, and it was uh, it was uh, entitled "Virtually Our Best Episode Ever." It's also one of our uh, most listened to episodes. Um, I think. So uh, it holds true. Uh, uh, yes, as a matter of fact. <laughs> well, the um, the the one contender it may have. I'm checking to see that. Um, um, no, unfortunately, I'm sorry, Jen Blake. If you're watching our episode with you, um, is our second most popular episode. It seems um, our our VR episode is is apparently our most popular episode. So it is actually and virtually our best episode ever, at least according nice. to Nice. So, so um, when they come out with a Lego game on VR, we will just break the records. So I. I I'm not sure what you call that. Uh, predictive advertising. I'm not sure what. I'm not sure what that's called. But, anyways. Um. So. So yeah. So. So it's been over a year since we initially had our big discussion about virtual virtual reality headsets, and now that we all actually own one of these pieces of plastic, um, we uh, we we figured we we would revisit the topic, especially now that the uh, that the Oculus Rift and the Vive are both out, and the PlayStation VR is announced, and so like the major players are either in or aware of, and like you know established in the marketplace, and so so yeah. So we figured it was a good time. And revisit and just kind of see where we all are, where we all fall on the uh, on the the, the 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 spectrum of what we think about virtual reality. Um, it's crazy to think that a year ago, we were looking at Danny with that crazy look of like, what kind of fangtangling technology you have, and now it's like the most common buzzword <laughs> on the internet. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, the um, you know, so uh, so you know, what what I would say is that. Um, you know, I, I mentioned before that um, you know when I got my Gear VR, um, I, I pretty much didn't take it off of my face for like the first week that I got it, mm-hmm. um, and I, I go back to it every chance that I get. But um, the um, the uh, uh, overall, my impression of especially what this little ninety nine dollar gadget, which you know, it, to be fair, is a very small amount of electronics around you know a plastic frameless of lenses. You know, so I mean, like 
it's uh, it's uh, you know they're, 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 they're still making a profit off of it. The guts are all in all in all in the phone to be sure. But um, you know for uh, for what they're able to cram into that device and what they're able to charge for it, I think it is just mad impressive. It is very impressive. Um, oh, it's way cheaper than so an Oculus. The one that, that Charlie and I have this is um, this is the second edition of the Gear VR. Um, it is I don't what do they call this thing? I don't. It's just the it's just the Gear VR. It's Gear the, it's, yeah, there's yeah. no edition. It's just the standard and it's pretty basic. Um, so you've got a uh, a touchpad on the side here. That's I would I would liken to a uh, like a mouse pad um, like on a, on a laptop, and you know you can tap it to do things. Uh, there's a back button right here um, that you can either press once or long press. There's a faceplate on the front that nobody fucking uses because it traps heat into your phone. For anybody who's concerned about whether your phone will fall out, no, it will not. There is a little mounting bracket here that has the, it's like the charging port at the bottom of your phone. But this little piece over here is what keeps your phone from falling out. Once you pop that into place, it holds it in. So you can look in any direction and it won't fall out. You can pop it out by mistake if you're rough with the front of your phone. I don't know why you would be doing that while you're using it. Um, there's a focus wheel on the top uh, so that whoever's wearing it can focus it to the liking of their vision. Uh, the lenses on the interior and then between the lenses, this little rectangle is a uh, it's a light sensor. So it only starts if you have you know no light in it. Um, so proximity sensor oh, to be on. That's right, proximity sensor, that's correct. And then this little uh, thing here, this is actually an external charging port so you can charge your phone while you're playing, which is pretty damn rad. Yeah, which is which is by far the biggest improvement made to this model. So so to be super specific, yes. um, there, there, there are actually two versions of the uh, of the Innovator Edition. Um, the first uh, the, the first one is the one that Goat has, and that's one the one for the Note 4. The second one that came out was only for the, um, the S6 and the S6 Edge. Um, and only worked with those particular models. And then the one that John and I have, which is just considered the, the consumer edition, is is the current and third model, and that's the one that works with the um, also the S6 Edge, the S6, the S6 Edge, the Plus, the Note 5, the S7, and the S7 Edge. Right here, there's a little yeah. A and B, and I have mine set to, what is it set to? It's set to B right now. So B fits the, I have a, an S6, it fits the S6, and if you pop it to your left, you know, back in the other direction, you can literally just pull it back into place. You'll hear it, like, click. Then it'll fit a Note uh, four or a Note five. Um, note five only. Yeah. Oh, Note five. Really? Yeah, note, note, note five only. Yes. Note, well, as, as far as the large format phones, it's the Note five or the um, the um, S six Edge Plus, which is the same generation as the Note five. Uh, uh. And then, oh, I forgot. There's a volume rocker on the side. So. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. So so the the, re the main reason that I don't use my headset more. More is because of John what you just said, and that's that even on this edition, heat is still a problem. And yeah. um, the uh, the um, you know it's uh, if you're playing you know if you're playing games that are relatively simple and don't require a lot of graphics processing power, the um, you know you, you're you, for the most part you're okay. But anything that that's that takes a lot of like you know that a lot of you know GPU rendering, like you're playing like a 3D world or something like that, uh, inevitably your phone will overheat and you'll get a message on your screen telling you that you have to stop playing. Um, and uh, and that that is the the it, it is better as I understand it. You know they, they have improved it in the in the iterations uh, from the uh, from the innovator editions, but still it, it doesn't take long. And it is actually kind of baffling to me that um, you know th this came out on November twentieth of two thousand fifteen, and um, still 
there are a couple like 3D printed designs that you can go on the websites if you have a 3D printer and make and then like go buy little fans and attach them. But nobody is actually mass mass manufacturing a, sh- a shroud to put on the top of it with a, with a little battery powered fan to put on it. Because I, I personally, I think that would make all the difference in the world. I kind oh, of yeah, probably, oh, yeah. nobody makes that. Now, I mean, to be clear, there, there, I mean, there are, you can do kind of damage control on the heat. For anybody who does get one, my biggest suggestion to you is there's like a little internal screen, uh, like a subsystem of the the home screen that you can go into where there's a few options. I don't put my brightness above 40%, and trust me, you won't need to because you're in an enclosed space with a screen in front of your face. You won't even notice that it's not that bright. I actually found the higher brightness levels to be obnoxious. But anything over 40%, I've been able, the longest I've been able to get out of that phone if I weren't playing a heavily graphically intensive game or uh, something that has a lot of physics in there which will which will kind of bog it down and overheat um, I've been able to play it for an hour and 15 minutes without having to stop yeah okay. that, was, that was the longest I went but on average I would say 45 to 50 minutes yeah. and I'll say the same thing to you guys that Danny told us when we first played with it you trust me no matter how much you think you're going to want to sit there and play it for an hour straight, you probably you're won't. Not. You're, you'll feel compelled to take a break after about 40 minutes, 35, yeah. 40 minutes. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, Ricky Keller, you know, our listener, brings up um, uh, a viewer, actually, I guess I should say, uh, brings up a good point and says that, you know, phones were not designed with, you know, with heavy 3D rendering, you know, just in their nature. But nonetheless, you know, I've been able to, you know, um, the, the 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 muscle is not the problem. It's you know you know maybe maybe this is what you meant, but I'm just clarifying. Like the performance of the phone is is strikingly good. Like with the uh, with the with the with the I mean, there's virtually no lag. Like if you're if you're in like a fully rendered 3D world and you're whipping your head back and forth, like there is virtually no lag, no stutter when you're when you're moving your head around. I think that's super impressive. So the horsepower is not the problem. It's just the cooling. And all they need is a little fan in there just to move some air over the back of the case. I think it would make a huge bit of difference. But that's just my opinion having not tried it so hmm. oh am i the only one here who bought a desk fan and just points it at my phone i did I'm play like, with yes. my desk I, it's not a desk fan it's actually a uh i was sitting on my ottoman which is over here with this uh <laughs> that, that ottoman uh and i was had that pointed at it yeah and uh, that actually did i didn't even think about that but that did manage to cool it off quite a bit i were you also playing a flight sim? Because you should have been. <laughs> oh, missed fucking opportunity. Omega agent. That's what it's going to be. Um, but yeah. no, that's it. So, so speaking of which, why don't we talk about some games um, and some experiences we've had on here? Charlie, let's uh, let's start with you, man. So the the game that I keep on going back to, I've tried a couple games, um, a couple of the different like VR, um, you know, just like movies and things like that. Um, but um, the, uh, the the game that I keep on going back to, and I've talked about it before, is keep talking. And nobody explodes. Um, it is uh, it is a bomb defusal game. If you're not familiar with this game at all, um, if you've ever seen like a TV show or movie where they're doing the thing where they've got like somebody trying to defuse a bomb and they're talking on the phone or a radio to like the person who actually knows how to defuse the bomb and they're trying to walk them through like defusing it. Like how many wires are there? Okay, cut the blue wire. Like that whole scenario. That is yeah. this game, and it is perfect. It is so much fun. It's um there's uh, there there's so the player that's actually now to be clear there. There is a version of this game that you can play just on a computer. Um, so, so the the 3D is only immersive. It's not required for the format of the game at all, but it does it does you know oh, make it more. It makes a huge difference. Um, yeah. 
It comes with a manual. Yes, yes, the Bomber Fuel Manual. This manual that will um, give you, whoever's not under the headset, it, it will ask you questions and give you images that, that allows you to ask the person under the headset what they're looking at so that you can help tell them which wires to cut, which batteries to pull out, which Morse code <laughs> items yep. to tap out on the side of the headset. I mean, it gets pretty intense, man. I got to play it with Ricky Keller, actually, a couple nights ago, and, and he was pretty impressed with it. Yeah, it's, um, it's uh, oh, so, uh, oh, well, I'm going to get back to that in a second. I didn't know Ricky had finally tried a VR headset, but, yes, uh, but uh, yes, uh, we, we've talked about that a few times with, uh, in, in, in regards to that gentleman, but coming back to, um, coming back to this, so yeah, um, and uh, it's, but it, it's just a, a ridiculous amount of fun, and, and the thing that I like about about it the most is that um, if you go on YouTube, I think it was actually BuzzFeed that did a video of um, like couples trying to play this game, and like I'm sure they cherry picked the ones that were the most fun to watch. But I mean, like this video is full of nothing but couples getting in fights over trying to communicate over solving this thing. Because to be clear, in, in case I haven't made this clear, in case John and I haven't made this clear, the the person with the headset is the only one who can see the bomb, and they have to describe what they're seeing to the person with the manual, and then they have to communicate back and forth. And you're on a timer to do this, like minutes. Like 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 single digit minutes to do it, and it's uh, it, it can get, like John said, it can get I think it's an average of five minutes is what they give you. But I mean that that Buzzfeed video before I even tried it, I had seen that Buzzfeed yeah. Buzzfeed video, and I don't I fucking hate Buzzfeed, but that video <laughs> that video I guarantee you has sold many copies of this game. Yeah, yeah absolutely, it's a very convincing the, video. But the the thing I love about playing this game, and I'm sorry, I do have to I have to relationship humble bright a little bit, is that the, <laughs> Michelle and I we are experts at this game. I'm sorry, like we are we 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 have such good communication and teamwork that it makes me feel so good as a human being to play this game with her. <laughs> My wife doesn't know it yet, but I'm going to dupe her into playing it with me this evening. Ah, I, I kind of feel like this should be Periscope or something. But uh, Oh my God, man. Don't tempt me. Um, but uh, any other games in particular that, that you've... you've enjoyed playing um yeah you know unfortunately my phone has died so i can't look up the name of it because i can't uh. remember the name right now but there's there's a puzzle game that i've been playing that's um um it's it's very portal-esque like, it's called esper uh, yes esper that's it um it's, it's yeah. portal it's portal 2-esque in in as much as when you're in the the like the, the middle section of portal 2 and you're in the underground layer and like you're in that like old-timey test facility it's a lot like that with like this you know disembodied voice walking you through doing these tests and you have to like you're learning how to use your kinetic powers and like pick up things and move them around um, uh, it's a lot of fun and um, it's a, the puzzles are good the puzzles are engaging the um, you know it's a, it's it is just a puzzle game so I mean there's there's not like a lot of uh, it's at least as far as I've gotten in the game it just takes place inside this one room and like the puzzle pieces all come out on robotic hydraulic arms into the room and like assemble themselves so you so you can solve it and then they all disappear out back, back into the wall so it's and, very uh, reminiscent so it's, it's cool yeah, yeah absolutely but um uh, but no it's a lot of fun it's well narrated uh, the whoever's doing the voice acting for the the, the disembodied you know test instructor voice so he's very good at it um the, the puzzles are fun enough and um but yeah so uh, those are the two games that i've enjoyed the most i've tried a couple other things but not really enough to really comment on just because i can't stop playing Keep talking and nobody explodes. I just can't help it. What about you, Goat? Yeah, any particular favorites on yours? Uh, my two favorites right now are, um, what is it, VR Sprint Kart Racer. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, I mean, it's cheap. It's Mario Kart, but it's super cheap. But it's awesome to be like sit in the cart and actually drive and be able to like spin your head around and see what's behind it's you. It's pretty rad. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And you then my other one. Too. Oh, can you? Yeah. I want to 
I'll have to just kick your your ass over the track then. Um, <laughs> oh, oh! By the way, in the most recent update for the the operating system or for the the home screen on there, you can actually record video directly to your phone from whatever you're watching. So we could actually record that and prove that I stomped your face in. And yeah, I don't think. Now, so. I, don't I remember know. in the I remember in the in the initial release, it doesn't record audio. Has that been fixed? Um, to the best of my knowledge, it has, but we'll double check and make sure. Okay, okay, because I, I saw that that came out. I think it was our friend Danny Waskow, friend of the show, that, um, that that pointed out that you could do that now. But then I thought that you could. I remember him saying that you can record audio, and that's I wasn't even yeah. considering it until that was fixed. But yeah. Um. So, anything else, goat, that you you were enjoying? Uh, the the other one that really wows me, but it is it's it's kind of hot on my phone is Minecraft. That that is the perfect medium for Minecraft. Yeah. Oh yeah, I got some thoughts on that one too. But other than that, I mean, I, I've been fumbling around with other ones, but I just don't. I, I mean, I use my phone too much to put it down for that long to, to use my headset as much as I should probably. Yeah. Um. So I'll talk a little bit about what I've been playing. So for anybody who who's never used this medium. There aren't just games on it. They categorize it in a few different ways on the store. So there's games, um, entertainment, apps, and uh, those are the, the three primary that they use. And so what they mean by entertainment is some of the stuff you watch in there is like they call them video experiences where you're not playing anything. You're just watching cool shit happen around you. Like they have a, a Jurassic Park thing where a dinosaur gets in your face and it's like a brontosaurus and then it stands up and it's really tall. And uh, an Avengers one where when you start out, you're a, Iron Man and you can move Iron Man's head and um, so I'm just going to talk about the games really um, as not to run too long the only thing I feel compelled to talk about in entertainment is is that there is a VR movie theater that I lost my shit over which you can listen to in uh, you know that episode <laughs> last March and also there's a Netflix app in it and I actually do use the Netflix app when I'm at work on my lunch break uh, to to get away from that horrible place. Uh, and it is actually stable and sturdy enough that I can get through a whole episode of like The Flash or something and not not be bothered at all because it's not an intense thing. You're just watching the screen and the picture quality is pretty decent. So I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. It's also going to be good for people who are taking plane rides or um, car rides and you just kind of want to shut what's going on uh, around you out. Tour, tour buses. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Fucking go perfect. Um, so again, I don't know why I have that idea. Um, for anybody who wants to try this stuff out, believe it or not, they do supply you with a lot of free stuff on the store. It, they, I, I suspect they're giving people a lot of free content because they want people to try it. They want people to invest in it, so they're giving away a lot of little things at the start. There are plenty of demos on there, so don't be afraid to try it. But be aware that not everything just uses the trackpad on the side of the helmet. Some games require a controller, which I think we should talk about after we're done talking about the games. Uh, Bluetooth controllers uh, are a must if you want to enjoy games, not just experiences. Absolutely. Um, so I'm going to do uh, the list of what I've been playing because it is actually a pretty fucking long list. I'm not going to lie. Um, jump. Jump is a game where you are a free runner who runs across building rooftops and jumps from rooftop to rooftop trying to reach the highest point in any given level you're at. It's very arcadey. It's like almost maybe voxel style graphics. And uh, it's very, very arcadey. Like when you jump, you jump like 40 feet into the air. It's not realistic at all. But it does provide a really outstanding sensation. Um, 
of falling when you fall and you've got hands in front of your face kind of like this so when you jump you see an arm in front of you and then you've got another arm over here that's kind of off to the side it's convincing it's very neat very uh i don't know if that one's worth the the price of the game but it's pretty cool uh danny waskow recommended that we try a game called omega agent which from the screenshots i just i didn't want to play because it didn't look very good but omega agent is awesome you're flying a jetpack around and the best thing that I can relate it to is it's almost like virtual reality pilot wings. Um, pilot wings 64, maybe. It's kind of cartoony and silly, and it's got like a 1960s, like, secret agent-style vibe to it. But it's really fucking cool, and you do feel like you're in a jetpack. And this one lets you have full camera control, so be careful. can make you a little nauseous um, if you don't play the right way. Um, VR cart sprints, like Goat said, nothing I couldn't say about that that he didn't already mention. Dread Halls, which is one of the games we played last year. It is a scary game. It looks like a PlayStation 2 game. It looks like shit, technically, but it still scares the fuck out of me because you are still in an enclosed space being chased by monsters. Um, Eve Gunjack, which up until recently was kind of the graphical showpiece for the Gear VR. Um, the way, best way I can explain it to you is it's almost like 3D Galaga. Um... I, it's the only way I can think of to say it. Um, end space is the thing that seems to have knocked Gunjack out of the slot, that slot, because end space is like Gunjack in that you are in a pod firing at things, but you are in a moving spaceship that you have complete control over with both thumbsticks. So you can look in any direction while you're flying and moving, and it is kind of intense and can make you sick if you're not careful. Um, Smash Hit, which is a, a mobile game that they ported Minecraft, um, I didn't play as much of it as I wanted to, but it's Minecraft. It is everything that you know about Minecraft in a fucking virtual space. You are in the world that you build. And it is... I don't know how to describe it, but it is profound. It is profound to be able to step into a world that you built. Um, I predict that it will ruin society. <laughs> yeah. Um, Oculus Arcade, which is... You go into a virtual arcade, you see cabinets, and there's a couple of different developers that you can pick their cabinets, play a handful of their games, and then when you go to the game, you're standing in front of the arcade cabinet, you can move the arcade stick and press the little buttons, and it actually moves in the world. Kind of crazy, but you have to buy the individual games. Not so good. Um, wow. Dead Secret, which is um, kind of a scary game. I don't know how to describe it to you. It's like a murder mystery type game that has a little bit of a Japanese horror flavor to it. I recommend it. It's really neat. It's uh, graphically solid. Um, and I recommend YouTubing these things. Type in any of the names of these games and then type in Gear VR and put it on YouTube to see what they look like. It's very hard to understand if you to play. Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, which I played with Ricky Keller, just as awesome as uh, Charlie said. Adventure Time is arguably one of the best games on this thing. By really? I'm not fucking kidding. It's not crazy long, but it is the closest thing to a real video game you're going to play on it. It is a platformer, and a platform in the, platform huh. in the style of, like, Spyro or Ratchet and Clank, or not as deep as those things, but enough to give you a taste of what video games can really be. It's clever, it's funny, it's smart, it's a good representation of the show. They got the entire cast that do that does appear in it to do their voices. Um, and it's just fun. It was really fun. And it was a really sturdy looking game graphically, so it didn't it didn't bother my eyes at all. Okay, yeah, and, I played I played a Finn and Jake Adventures on the Xbox One and I wasn't or investigations and I wasn't impressed. No, no, it's kinda of shit. This is a much better game just because it's it, to be clear, it's three levels. You could probably finish it in an hour. Okay. Um, but it is, I'm of the opinion, in the top 
three best video games on this thing because it plays like a video game. And it's really solid. It's really well done. All right. uh, and then finally, Land's End, which is kind of a puzzle game. I don't know how to explain it to you. Just play it. It, it actually made me smile uh, heavily while I was playing it because there are moments in it that are just really it's sometimes soothing, sometimes like awe-inspiring, and you feel like you are there. It's really good. Um, and you move around blocks and things to finish puzzles and connect things together. It's neat. It's just really cool. I recommend it. Um, did we make this a lot? Did you? Did it really? You were there. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, I don't see why. It was. It's a good game. Because I kept yelling at the blocks to do what I wanted them to do, and they were not doing what I wanted them to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ricky, Ricky Keller agrees with me uh, in saying that Adventure Time begins to show the potential of VR interactive experiences. He does agree with me on that, and he says it's surprisingly great. Um, and if you oh, like the show... Like the case, Ricky. Yeah, if, if, if you like the show, it's a bonus because it's a cute thing. They even interact, they break the fourth wall a lot in really smart ways um, in that game. Um, as not to run any longer than I already have because I just had a long list of shit to play. Um, is there anything you didn't play? Maybe we should have went with that list. In the, in the <laughs> oh, store. there's plenty of things. I, look, I didn't, there's plenty of stuff I didn't play. Um, and there's a lot more that I did play that aren't games. I just, I'm just not going to talk about them. Um, John did not play four things out of the entire store. <laughs> Maybe, give or take. Um, now, with with games, for the ones that you're going to purchase, don't be afraid. The price ranges on these things are not soul-crushing. They range from like $2.99 to $9.99. I have seen nothing more expensive than $9.99 on these stores. And the average price, I would say, is closer to like 6 or $7. And they do have stuff on sale like all the time. Yeah, yeah like 33% yeah. off sales, they do them constantly. So whatever's $9.99 will be around 6 bucks, a little over $6. And almost every time I see that, I, I have to hide my phone so I don't buy it. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's, it's, that's the other thing with this platform. It's really inexpensive, man. It's really cool. Um, controller, though. Um, all three of us have three different controllers for uh, for our, our, our VR headsets. So um, since I'm already rambling about games, I'm going to get mine out of the way first and then uh, pass it to you guys. I have a, uh, a Moga Hero, which is Moga's, like, they, they do three controller lines, and this one is the, like, middle line. Goat has the top of the line one, which I'm sure he'll talk about in a minute. Um, it's the Moga Hero. It's got thumbsticks that are, I would liken them to, like, the the PSP or PS Vita thumbsticks. They're kind of comparable to, or not the PSP, the Vita sticks. Kind of comparable. Um, you know, it's got... Uh, um, standard D-pad, face buttons here, start and select, um, L1 and R1, uh, bumpers and triggers. You can charge your phone from it, and, you know, it's designed to be played with your phone in here, so if you want to play, like, Android games. It works great with Knights of the Old Republic, by the way. I recommend it for that. Um, and then underneath, there's a charging port and then, um, you know, your Bluetooth switch. This thing works just fine. I would have preferred to have a controller that feels more like uh, an Xbox or PlayStation 4 controller, but I bought this one because it's thin and it's portable, so I can take it. I can stick it in my pocket, and it, it does what I need it to do. Um, it also has a rechargeable battery on it that has a really great battery life, so um, I recommend it. Uh, it was really affordable for me. I think I paid $30 for this thing, So, which is not retail, by the way. So <laughs> I'm happy with my controller. If you buy one of these buy a controller you have to i'm telling you if you if you plan on gaming yes you, yeah yeah yeah, sure. yeah 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 go go so, so go so how does your controller compare to john's um well here here's mine it's uh looks a lot alike john's with uh improvements as in 
better thumbsticks, more more Xbox three. Yeah, uh, Xbox I'm gonna hold mine up to give you guys kind of a comparison. Yeah, comparison there. His his is thicker. It does look and feel more uh, like an Xbox yeah. controller. Mine has a, a whoops. I, I, I'm I'm new at this camera thing, guys. Uh, <laughs> a little thicker here. It's also a little. It's a lot thicker here. It's very Xbox 360-ish or yeah. Xbox One-y. Um, other than that, I mean, the this is a little taller too. I've noticed if you notice on the uh, right here, this my D-pad is super tall compared to John's. Oh, other okay. than that, yeah. Other than that, um, I mean, if you put them next to each other, they look a lot alike. I still have the little flip door, same thing. So it's just a little bit. Uh, I don't know. They call this the Pro. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's heavier hardware, right? Like it's a little thicker um, plastic. It's a little bit more uh, ergonomic it, as well. It, it, I would say it's more. Um, it's almost a direct ripoff of a of an Xbox controller. It, weight, size, everything. Mm-hmm. So I mean, and I only paid I think forty, forty five mm-hmm. for mine. So I mean. It depends on. I had about you the same be. thing. I had about a ten dollar price difference as an option for the pro, but yeah. the, what won out ultimately was the portability, the slim portability of this one. So well, I can take it with me. Well, this fits right in my case in front of my unit, so it doesn't bother mm-hmm. me. I'm sure you do keep that in front of your unit, goat. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I can make dick jokes too. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, or you would hold your controller at John, unless it's in front of your unit. <laughs> <sighs> Fair. Speaking, um, speaking of controllers again, Charlie. Yeah, yeah. So, so I went a different direction. Um, I uh, I got the uh, the Tesla of the of the of the controller world because uh, because I'm, I'm replacing Tesla with not Cadillac. You know, they say like I got the Cadillac. <laughs> oh, screw that! I got the Tesla of the controller world. I got the uh, the Steel Series Stratus XL. Um, so this is um, so first Jesus. of all, it, it, it should be uh, it should be it should be clarified that uh, that I ordered this controller on January fourth uh, from Amazon. It was delivered to me. On um, on February twenty fourth, um, and currently this controller has a usually ships window of one to two months. So that is how high in demand this controller is compared to how quickly they're able to, to manufacture them. This is a uh, there is a long wait list for this guy, um, and uh, I personally feel it is completely justified. The uh, the controller does cost sixty dollars, so it is the same price as like you know your as like an Xbox One or PS4 controller. Um, it does have uh, almost exactly an Xbox One layout, except that it's got the thumbsticks on the same level, like with the PS4. Uh, I don't but, like that. Um, this but, is um, the controller that that uh, the the Samsung Gear VR team recommends that you purchase for. Uh, the Gear VR. There is a this Samsung controller. It's this wimpy, sad, tragic, overpriced yeah. little piece of shit. And that was, and it's still made by Steel Series, which is the brand that, that Charlie has. But that's what they recommended until this controller came out. They recommend this one, and Wait, I have both had on. on it, and it's nice, man. So that just completely kills the Cadillac idea. Well, not really, because I mean, people think Cadillac is great. But so Samsung says, "Hey, here's a bunch of free VRs to your S7s." This is a controller we uh, we uh, recommend with it, and everybody's like, I don't know what VR is. I'll get what Samsung says. And amazingly, they're also on back order, much like the VR units. I don't. But but I'm of the opinion, having having had my hands on that controller, it's it is of the three controllers we're talking about, easily the nicest controller. There was one other option that people said was really nice that looks like a PlayStation Four controller, but uh, I just didn't go for that one for whatever reason. The fatal flaw. I'm of the opinion that. That comes with the Steel Series controller that Charlie has is is that it is AA batteries only. 
See, I don't. I personally don't have a problem with that because I've, I've I've got a you know rechargeable double A uh, you know a vast vast supply of rechargeable double A's in my house. Yeah. There's always there's always fresh batteries ready to go sitting on the charger. So for me, <laughs> so for me that is not a problem. That's actually that's actually a benefit. I prefer that over one that's in, has an enclosed rechargeable battery. Personally, yeah, um, for sure. Um, the uh, my, my only complaints with that are that the thumbsticks are kind of spongy. They're 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 a little uh, a little softer than I like. I like them. You're spoiled on your here. Xbox One. I am. I love that freaking controller. That's I true. do. Um, I do too. Actually. But um, but uh, but yeah. No. Yeah. As, aside from that, it, it feels great. So the the action is really good, and the battery life is phenomenal. Um, the thing that throws me off is the uh, thumbstick placement. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay. I, I'm just kind of I don't know I I I've gotten con- used to having a thumbstick where it should be. <laughs> See, I don't have that problem. I can I can do whatever you know with thumbsticks. It doesn't bother me anyway. So, um, to to keep the train rolling, as it were. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, one other thing. I the version that Goat has, if you buy it brand new, if you can find it brand new, or if somebody's willing to package everything together with it, it does come with a case. Mm-hmm. Um, the Gear VR versions that Charlie and I own, which is the standard version you can buy at market right now, does not come with a case. So I ordered a case oh. separately. Um, it's a kind of a hard shell case, and it fits just the Gear VR. Uh, you can't stick a controller. This case. Yeah. Yeah, his is super nice. If I can get it to go where I want it to. This camera thing sucks. All right. Just hold it in front of your head. You're holding it too close. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That, yeah, that's really what I nice got. Case. And it, uh, it opens mm-hmm. unit stuff. Yeah. A little uh, storage bag. So. I mean, I guess realistically, if you could find someone willing to part with one aftermarket, you could have that case for the current unit. But um, my, mine is sufficient. I just can't put the controller in it, which is why I wanted it in my pocket. You didn't want to pay $15 more just to be able yeah. to put the controller in it. The, um, but what I did is um, I had upgraded my camera bag recently. So I have my old camera bag that's that's really nicely padded and has like oh, a bunch of Oh, that's perfect. And so I've got my controller on one side and then my Gear VR on the other side. And then I can fit some headphones or whatever else I want in there. I work right but it's like it's it's not hard, but it's like super pet. So yeah. I recommend playing games so, with headphones if you can as well. Yeah, so you so can like just use whatever headphones you have. But if you can get like Bluetooth neckband headphones that are they're wireless will make the experience a little bit easier. I actually read something interesting. Apparently, Oculus is specifically dissuading people from using Bluetooth headphones because of really? the uh, the audio compression. Hmm. They say that it's just um it's it's just not up to snuff and um especially because that also just puts more work on your phone to run it over Bluetooth. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah. Oculus, Oculus themselves actually strongly require uh, strong, strongly recommend using um uh like you know the little uh, earbuds. earbuds um yeah the, the little, right little sponge, the little spongy earbuds they say are best. Yeah, oh. fair enough. Very good. Um, so uh, unless oh, you gentlemen can think of anything else specific that we should discuss, um, you know, in this particular segment. Well, so, so here, so here's my question to you guys. Um, ha- now having used the, um, you know, what's, what's, but what some might consider VR light, you know, yeah. in, in terms of everything that's available, um, how, how much, how much more, or like how, how has, how much is your interest in a, um, in a, I, I guess I'll say a desktop version of VR, whether it be the Oculus, the Vive, or the um, or a PlayStation VR or whatever else, um, you know, something that's not just run off of a phone. How much has your interest in a desktop version of VR changed after your experience with the Gear VR? Mine has not changed any more than it has. I want one for. I would prefer to have a Vive just based on its hardware specs. But I've heard that. Uh, um, we'll talk about it in the mailbag. I got a response where I had a nice conversation with somebody who's been able to play every platform, and they had a lot of opinions on it. Um, so it's. Um, 
I, I just want one. Like, there's nothing that anybody can say to tell me that this is not fucking awesome, period, the end. Yep. Unless it makes you nauseous and you can't deal with it, and I don't have that problem, so yeah. I'm happy. Go, how about you? For what? Sorry, I didn't know for a second. <laughs> that's, that's okay. Um, how, 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 <laughs> how much live, Goat? Jesus. How, how much has your interest in, um, in, a, in a desktop version of VR changed after your experience with your Gear VR? Oh, zero. I have absolutely no need to spend that kind of fucking money on anything <laughs> like that. I have it right here, completely portable, and my life is really, really portable. That's like, okay. That's fair. Like, I'm on the road, man. Like, what am I? I'm going to drag a fucking $3,000 laptop or desktop with me? Nope. <laughs> That's uh, that's that's expected and fair. Um, yeah, but um, fair, you are going to get a, a different experience with those in terms of the quality of actual video games you can play with them. Um, so I'm curious to see if it makes that big of a difference. Yeah, but th- this is this is, this is sorry if I'm lift, lifting the goat curtain a little bit uh, more than you prefer a goat, but I'll just say very generically that this is the guy that had the, had, that had the same model of cell phone for what eight years. Something like that. <laughs> that I, I'm exaggerating, but you had you. Uh, hold on. No, no, no. You're not far. Let me think here. It was only seven five. and a half, Charlie. You asshole. Five years. It was yeah. five years. Yeah, he had the same smartphone for five years. So I mean, like you know, latest and greatest isn't exactly a high on goats radar. So uh, hey, right hey, priority. In five years. Hey, in five years, that phone seen probably 350 shows and you probably 100,000 miles. I'm not saying it wasn't money worth spent. I'm just saying <laughs> I'm just using it to illustrate your priorities. So yeah, um, so it ain't broke. So, I'm not gonna fix it. Yeah, there you go. So so uh, so yeah. The, uh, the in terms of quality of what goats getting out of his uh, of uh, well, I'm sorry, his units, John. Um, um, I think uh, I think what he has is, is very is is adequate to his lifestyle. There you go. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, but but that being said, John, I'm definitely on the same boat as you. Um, I want I want a desktop version of VR so badly. Um, yeah. I want to play I want to play um, that that um, that Eve game so so bad. Valkyrie. Uh, Valkyrie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I want to play that really 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 bad. Um, I'm still kicking myself every now and then for missing the pre-order window on the uh, on the PlayStation VR headsets, but it's probably a good thing because I don't really have the money for it anyways. But yeah. anyways, uh, but yeah, no, as, as soon as as soon as one becomes available to me and uh, in a semi affordable uh, bracket, I will be I will be um I will be petitioning my better half and accountant for permission to get one So Darcy brings up the idea it cardboard's free, right? I mean yes, um, but having compared cardboard to Gear VR, there is a oh, there is a very significant quality difference. And the the reason why that is is when you plug a uh, a Samsung phone into a Gear VR headset, it's it completely takes over the phone. It shuts down all non-essential you know functions and features so that it can devote every every possible ounce of that phone's horsepower into running the VR. Mm-hmm. Cardboard is not so much. I yeah. you you get frame rate drops, you get stutters when you're moving around if you, if your phone is doing anything else and so there is a vast difference in terms of quality it's still amazing if you haven't yeah. tried vr at all yeah i say once you her comment is she wants things, to get a cardboard before getting into vr and i think oh, that would be a good entry point darcy for i i own a cardboard unit that i'm willing to let you try out before you spend money on anything so that you can you can see how you feel about it beforehand if you just remind me to bring it next time you're going to come to one of the villain shows i'll be glad to yeah to yeah share that and we'll be okay with you using his unit yeah yeah nope nope let's uh, google cardboard let's be clear let's not lose <laughs> yeah. focus here stay focused go <laughs> yeah you you can buy google cardboard for 15 dollars from various places or you can find them as oh, I thought it was free. 
It's well, you you can often find them as free promotional items, like with the Star Wars ones oh. that you can get at Verizon stores and things like that. Um, but um, they're they're not free free. I think I think you're primarily paying for shipping and handling when you when you order from Google. Direct. Okay, so I didn't know. Um, I thought it was like a hand me out thing that Google was like here. They they, they, they have done that multiple times, but um, those are limited engagements when they do those. Um, okay. The um, but uh, actually, um, uh, Darcy, if you're looking to pick up a VR headset, uh, a Google cardboard headset, the cardboard ones are fine. But the, the thing to remember about car- about cardboard headsets is that in the spec to be a, to be an official Google cardboard headset, you are not allowed to put a head strap on the headset. You're not allowed to make it so that it is it, you can strap it to your head. You're supposed to hold it up with your hands while you're using it. So just something to keep in oh, mind. Viewmaster. And at, since you mentioned it, there is actually a Viewmaster branded Google Cardboard headset that you can get. Um, that is actually one of the better ones you can get. Still no, still no well, strap. But um, but if you go onto eBay um, or I think even Amazon, there are third-party ones where they've basically taken a cardboard cardboard headset and just glued a strap to it that you can use, or you can just attach one yourself. Yeah, I mean, you get it. it's just a little Velcro and some, you know, crafting. Just, yeah, just just a quick FYI. Yeah. But um, but, but um, if you if you have the means to spring for a Gear VR unit, it is I'm of the opinion it's the definitive gateway into VR as we're oh. going to see it in the next few years. Yep. yep, yep. yep. Yep, it is the angel dust of yeah. VR. But um, um, I kind of feel like I kind of feel like gents, uh, unless unless you have anything else to add that maybe we've covered what we need to cover on this. No, week. I think we've uh, for a segue. I think we've overheated this uh, segment. <laughs> um, if anybody has any questions about any of the games outside of the show, or any recommendations, or wants a description of them. Find me on any of our. I mean, right here you could you could see my my Twitter handle. You know, at the Fallon Flynn. Message me. I'll be glad to share whatever on any of my social media platforms. I'm sure the guys will too. Absolutely. Um, so Mine yeah. Mine is but, at <laughs> right now. Um, I will fix that. That's true. That's true. You, that's like that's predator language is what that is. Yeah. Using windings for my uh, my font right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but so so moving on to uh, to the mailbag segment. Um, we'll, we'll jump right into um, just just uh, I'll throw in a, a response that uh, Ricky uh, actually put into the chat a while ago, but saving it for the mailbag because that's where it's most relevant. Um, uh, Ricky had had been a long time. Where, where you belong, Ricky? <clears throat> yes, uh, a, a long time. Um, uh, 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 he's been very suspect. Oh, uh, well, well, he's, he's been no, he's been no, no of, of VR. He's been a long time. Uh, uh, oh yeah, he's been. I'm sorry. Opponents of um of the the idea of the skeptical skeptic yeah there you go that's a good word skeptic but um uh, in regards to the aforementioned uh, his experience with it with John he he comments um um he uh, he was impressed with what uh, he was able to play at John's uh, the, uh, the and the performance was pretty surprising uh, he tried a bunch of different things a few overheats for more intense games but generally a uh, very stable performance um even and he continues uh, even when a game caused the device to overheat the game still performed very well until receiving the message. Um, so, so yeah, just, uh, then this is somebody who has been a long time, like I said, the perfect word is skeptic. That's what I was hunting for of, of the, of VR being a sustainable, um, consumer platform. Um, and, um, but, but yeah, so, so, so take that, but for our mailbag, um, our question was, uh, to you, um, so all three of your hosts, uh, now have gear, VR headsets. So we're going to revisit VR. Are you interested in a VR headset? Why or why not? Uh, so on our Facebook page, uh, first response is from Caitlin Faust. Um, she says, I would be mildly interested. 
I adore Minecraft and would love to try out the Minecraft Gear VR edition, but I'm hesitant to commit money to it before figuring out how it might affect my motion sickness issues, which are often caused by 3D games. Oh man, to be, yeah, that to be like fair, fun. Yeah, well, or not if you uh, if you're in the room um, and in and in and in range. Um, so to be fair, uh, Microsoft has never caused me this issue. I'm sorry, Minecraft has never caused me this issue. <laughs> I'm sure Microsoft has made Same very thing. many many people very nauseous. Yes. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, Minecraft has never caused me this issue, but many other uh, 3D games have. Uh, it must be the blockiness. And then um, I just, uh, again, she has provided a, um, a very uh, amusing gift here, which I'm trying to open up in a new window so I can screen share, but I can't do it. So I'm just going to do it in our, our Facebook window here. <laughs> and um, I mean, what even is this? <laughs> That's a squid. <laughs> And and he's very happy to be in in motherfucking water. That's yeah. my that's my son when I put him in the bathtub. <laughs> Whoa! Not kidding. Very he excited. goes eight bit. He gets crazy, man. He goes completely eight bit. <laughs> um, sweet. So I I got a bunch of responses as well. Um, Garris Redfield uh, responded by saying he did one in uh, in an arcade. He thought it was amazing, though you could tell it was VR, like something out of the movie Tron. Good yeah. comparison. I would say that's pretty cool. Um, uh, Josh Wright uh, said that he has tried Samsung VR and both the Rift and the Vive. Super awesome. Now, um, I, I asked him some particular questions about uh, you know the, the various differences between the platforms just to get a, a, a hands-on perspective from somebody who's done all of it. Um, he said that the Rift is a lot more comfortable to wear than the Vive is. He said that the straps on the head uh, are, are better and uh, it's a way lighter unit than the Vive. He said that uh, fidelity is roughly equivalent to what you would see in the Vive, though, in terms of the way that the picture quality uh, presents itself and head tracking and uh, you know room tracking works. Um, he did say that the Vive controllers were outstanding too, um, you know, and obviously we'll get to try the equivalent of the, the Oculus uh, hand controllers later this year. Um, so then I asked him how the Gear VR stood up um, to the both the uh, Rift and the Vive as the two heavy hitters with you know all of the acceleration that they have working in those headsets. And he said he thought it was pretty good. He said it was. Um, he said he thought that the Gear VR is a great idea. It's exactly kind of what we're saying. He thinks it's a great idea. It's portable. It's easy to use, and it's a good gateway into it. Um, but. The problem and the big difference between the two, which made me very happy to hear it, is that the fidelity is not good enough on the Gear VR to want you to play, same as we said, 30, 45 minutes, an hour. Um, and if you have the wrong kind of you know vision, it can give you a headache. He did say, though, because I have specific to ask him about whether or not... Um, you know he has this problem with the Rift or the uh, uh, the Vive, and he said no. He says with the, the Rift and the Vive, you he says he gets motion sickness very easily in in his life, and he said that he does not have that problem with either of these units. And he says unlike the Gear VR, which does make you only want to sit and play for 45 minutes if possible, um, he says you can play these. He he could play these for hours and it doesn't bother him at all. He doesn't feel the need to get out or take a break because the fidelity is much better. So that maybe is the big difference. Any other responses on your side, Jeff? Yes, uh, Becky Aker says that uh, she can't use them. If I'm lucky, I could get maybe three minutes out of it and pay for it for um, something like three hours and have to take a shit ton of painkillers, probably a uh, Dramamine, while hiding in dark uh, in the dark while stationary. <laughs> so apparently it makes her seasick, is what she sounds like she's describing. That's awesome. Yeah. But uh, that, that's everything I had. Go to any responses on uh, your side. 
Yeah, I got a couple Twitter responses because you know people use our Twitter. They're nice chaps. Uh, John hi, Leola. Hi, hi Twitter. <laughs> Hello, Twitter. Uh, John Leola says all three of your hoes. Oh, no, he didn't say that. What did he say? He said this. I'm reading the wrong response. Ah, yes. He said, "I am interested. I am interested. Looking forward to the PlayStation VR, uh, as it is the only one I can afford and looks good." So we have a PlayStation guy by default. <laughs> and I have account. a feeling there's a lot of default people out there for that unit based on yeah. price and the fact that they already own a PlayStation 4 as opposed to buying a $1,200 PC. Yes, I'm on and that And a mode. six to $800 headset. Yes. And then uh, we have uh, Counterpoint from Janine Reed. She says, uh, not me, prefer some connection with my surroundings, thinks VR would be too intense for me. So she's... We got a little it's an interesting story. perspective. Yeah. So that's all I got from the Twitter. So, so speaking of VR being too intense for you, we do have one uh, one more response on our Facebook page, um, and this is from Mr. Matt Elfring. And ladies and gentlemen, this is the point in the sh- in the show where everything just goes downhill. Um, <laughs> no, 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 uphill. It goes, it goes great. <laughs> so, so, so Matt's response is, um, I'm not interested in VR. It's a product of another era. I do, however, find the illusion VR suit hilarious. Um, wait, that wasn't a sarcastic answer. Um, go buy Smile Party for funeral fun at a fun land near you. Now, um, before I show you, uh, dear viewers, the illusion VR suit, I'm going to give a little backstory as to, as to as to what you're about to see here. So, so, so first off, um, I'm going to show you. Um, <laughs> so, so the uh, it starts here with the Novent Falcon uh, uh, 3D force feedback controller. This is a controller that actually came out. I want to say like nine years ago, and the idea is that. Um, it's, 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 a, it's a 3D controller that you can attach peripherals to, and, um, but it has force feedback in it. And I'll just play this little video real quick just to kind of show that, um, how it moves and how it's, how it's intended to work. And uh, it's not going to go full screen on me for some reason. There we go. If you, I've, I got to try this thing. If you fire a gun, it, it kicks. It kicks. It's, yeah. it's the kick of a gun. I want them to show more of the controller here. There, so, so you can kind of see as he's as he's, as he's pulling the trigger, the um the, the the mechanics in the controller. It's so 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 there there are motors in, that are mm-hmm. you know connected to um, how the controller moves and how the controller works. So somebody has Ladies literally we can see where this is going. <laughs> so, so so somebody has literally reversed the um the uh, the uh, how this controller mm. works, and um well <laughs> that and uh, so so um. Well, it starts here, and you can kind of expect what you're about to see. And so, this is the <laughs> Illusion VR bodysuit. <laughs> this is this is, this is this is the future of virtual reality, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> remember how we said porn rules the world? You this knew you knew it was coming, though. No pun intended. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the future is now. I'm going to say this forever and ever. The the, the tragedy of humanity is, is, is that everybody has this type. Like, hum, humanity can make whatever they want, and the internet and this fucking suit is proof that every time this is where it's always going to go. Oh, Born owns the world. It's true. It, it, it's true. If you're not wrong. So whatever, 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 whatever carrier that suit signs up to prioritize to will be the 
the new Betamax. So, so for for for, for the audio listeners, um, the um, if you can just try and imagine, you know, it's um, it's it's, it's funny. Um, 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 Adrian Kremen actually mentions in the chat that it reminds him of a face hugger. That's actually not a bad comparison. Um, so try and imagine a controller. Well, it is a face hugger. <laughs> well, um, try, try and imagine a controller that's generally shaped like like a backwards face hugger. Um, that's that's sitting on a man's chest while the the, the, the mobile part of it is uh well it's um it's well I, I don't know how to say this I'm I'm sorry I'm too innocent to say this don't it's, you're um, to say it. yeah we're talking about some fake it looks like it's giving face. you a handy and uh basically a light socket whacking a dude off. <laughs> Perfect. I really, that's as good as it's going to get, I think. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Fucking yeah. disturbing. Uh, Ricky says, talk about penetrating the market, eh, goat? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, that would be the market, that would be the market really screwing you. I'm pretty uh-huh. sure we're going to have to call this episode VR market penetration. <laughs> I, yeah, that's, that's better than the last one. Um, yeah. And then, so uh, then, of course, we do always have our, our mailbag response from the, the wonderful songbird. Um, so she writes in and she says, uh, Dear Technotronic Corn, Golden Fallon Flynn, mailbag answer. I'm really excited to see what the future holds for VR. Unfortunately, I've yet to experience the tech in action myself, but I know that that'll change in the coming months. Ever since I played the Virtual Boy, I've wanted to venture more into the world of gaming, and I'm honestly surprised it took so long to get to this point, considering other markets like cinema or um, other things. Yes, like what we just showed you. <laughs> um, I'm assuming, maybe. Um, That's what she means by other things. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because every child needs that in their house. Yeah. So so Songbird has challenged us to come up with other things that also make the acronym of VR. So for for example, uh, virtuous rutabaga. Um, So I'm going to go with. um, I'm going to go with. um, 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 uh, 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 Velociraptor recital. Okay, I'm gonna in in lieu of of our our that happy fun joy suit, I'm gonna say, very ribbed. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's For nice. Pleasure, that's I don't want to fucking know. <laughs> yeah. Goat. So, um, you're gonna hate me, but uh, I'm thinking uh, venereal regret. <laughs> All right. Um, Songbird continues. Um, Songbird, I don't know why you ask these questions. Um, she continues. So if you guys were to make your own VR experience and unleash it onto the world, what would it be like? Or would, you, would it need special peripherals or other necessities? Um, uh, I would say that, um, um, I mean, the idea of a VR, I, I don't know if this is what you mean, but the idea of a Gamerhead Radio VR app, if you guys could sit in the studio and watch us, um, I mean, that, that sounds like it could be possibly be fun. We could... Um, the, the only thing it would need to have is it would need to have a, um, a small l- launcher like loaded up with, um, with these little things. And then so at triggered moments during the show, we could launch little dicks at your head. Um, that's, a, that's the best I have. Um, what do you guys have? Wow. Uh, well, we don't have John. John. John has left the party for a second. He's apparently... We'll, we'll, into the hopefully, he'll, hopefully, hopefully he'll come right back. Yeah, so, come back. Uh, yep. It's his week to, to be uh, on his. So I know. Hey, man, shit happens. I'm back. There it is. Uh, the internet has screwed you one time more. Uh, mm-hmm. So the question is, what peripheral would you want? Or? So, so what, what, what would your VR So it was, if, if you guys were to make your own VR experience and unleash it under the world, yeah. what would it be like? So I, I don't know if she meant us as a group as Gamerhead Radio or each of us individually. So I gave the Gamerhead Radio answer. So if you wanted to just go with okay. that or if you don't want to come up with your own no. go-to no, VR no. experience. I, I, 
I have yet to see, at least on, on the Gear VR platform, any sort of a good skydiving app because of that. Or, like, somebody really needs to make an app where you're just in the ocean with a bunch of sharks and you have to try to punch them in the face because I'm terrified of sharks. Um, more realistically, though, I would love to play a game like Left 4 Dead under VR. Um, it, I just... You know what would be a good VR experience? That... You just gave me the you gave me the idea for earlier, Charlie, when we were talking about uh, keep talking and, and nobody explodes. Uh-huh. When we did our iDarb episode last year, where we talked about hashtag bombing people, I would love to play a VR game, a scary VR game, where people can hashtag creatures into Ooh, your map, hashtag bomb you. Like ha- taking VR and hashtag bombs and putting those two things together, I think would be the fucking coolest thing in the world. I I love that. If you, if it you could guys- redefine multiplayer. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to our um, to our. I think it was. Um, I think the episode title was. Um, um, uh, Jesus doesn't laugh uh, at. No, or no. Nobody laughs. People don't laugh at Jesus or something like that. People know. Yeah, um, Christians yeah. don't laugh at Jesus and Idarb. That's it. Right. Yes, and it, it um it uh, the the hash bombing thing will make sense if you go back and listen to that episode. We won't cover it here for the sake of time, but um, I love that idea. I absolutely love that idea. Um, and then uh, go. What was your what was your that thing you're about to say? Oh, um, by my VR experience that I would probably what the hell? Sorry, I have a I have a, I have a spider rolling around here. I'm trying to keep track of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hashtag like, bomb that into your room. <laughs> yeah, like I don't care. It's just I want to c- catch him so I can put him in the lizard cage in a minute. But uh, <laughs> for anybody who wants to catch um, that episode, by the way, it's episode 103 of Gamerhead Radio. There Thanks. we go, 103. Yeah. Um, basically, I would probably want to put um. It'd probably just be a torture device. It would make you do like a little quiz of what your first fears are, and then it would put that on the screen. So, I mean, John would be in a skydiving shark, um, and Charlie would be in my life. <laughs> That's uh, like Charlie would have to go through the world as me. Uh, no, uh, oh, you, you, no. I, I, I love you, but no. I, I love you from a distance. Um, so, yeah, okay, so, 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 and uh, so, Songbird concludes. Um, if you if you were to ch- if you were a child who grew up with VR tech, do you think it would have altered anything compared to as you did without it? Um, if so, would you say you'd be a better person because of it? If not, would it have affected you negatively, or do you think you'd be the same person as you are now? Um, really? Wow, that is a deep question. Um, is a deep question. Really, really, I can feel this right away. Um, I grew up without the internet, and the shitheads on the internet are exactly that. Kids are just <laughs> terrible people now, <laughs> and um, I blame the internet for it. So, 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 go, how would how do you feel you would be different if you had grown up with the shitheads on the internet? I'd be one of them. Wait, I am one of them. Damn it! Yeah, there you go. That's a very easy question to to figure okay. out. Yeah. Well, um, no, I just don't think. I don't think I'd be as uh, I, don't, I don't think I'd be as go get him and as um, fuck you as I am. Mm. I think um, I'd be more like you, Charlie. Uh, well, uh, huh? I'm not sure how to take that. Uh, okay. Um, I think that was his way of saying that you're a polite, well-mannered fellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're a human. <laughs> you have a soul. That's well, what he's well, saying. Well, thank you. Um, is, uh, is Songbird. Yeah, he I, does. The, uh, the thank you. Um, uh, I fooled you all. Um, so the. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, so I've written in it. I, <laughs> yeah, so I get it. Nice. Um, so, so uh, Songbird, I'm not sure I could possibly uh, give a proper answer to this question in the time that we we want to stay within here. Um, but 
in generally, I guess I would say that um, I, I feel like growing up with with more your face is buried in technology as you grow up, the less social that you're that you're going to end up being. Um, you know, it's but only to a small degree, and it's a different kind of social. Like you know, it's like when we grew up, we, we got to be we were social by going out and playing and things like that. And of course, people still do that, but you know, more and more kids I think are just growing up being raised by technology, by having their faces buried in technology, which can make you social in a different way if you're interacting in a social technology settings there. But um, as far as how different I would think I would be, I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm kind of pretty far along on the end of like the, the technology obsessed social person that I am already. So I'm not sure I could get farther along on that particular <laughs> end of the spectrum. So I'm not, I'm not sure how, how much different I would be. Um, cause it, I don't think you would change. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I, as, as knowing somebody for 20 years and yeah. I have, Charlie has been on the cutting edge of technology his entire life. And I think he would just be, the same person just with better technology. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, crap. <laughs> what, let's, let's do that then. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, that, that, that's the best answer I can come up with, which isn't a very good one. I'm sorry, but that's a lot to think about. Um, John, do you have anything better? Yeah, uh, I don't know about better, but different. I, I think that I would be a very different person if I had access to this stuff before. Um, you had if I, if I were a kid coming up now, you know, with this kind of technology, I... I got in trouble a lot in school when I was younger because I loved video games so much that I, I couldn't seem to take it away from school. Like I was always drawing video game stuff on the back of papers. I would do um, reports on... I took my Dreamcast apart uh, to show people the guts and explain what everything was. And I really loved video games when I was a younger guy and uh, still do. But I can tell you right now, as somebody who... Um, as somebody who truly, truly does uh, love every aspect of gaming, I can tell you right now that anybody under the age of like, I don't know if I would want, I don't know if I would want kids under the age of, um, I, I don't know, I don't even know what I would what I would say. I, I don't know if I would want kids under the, under a certain age to um, to have the the access to it it's it's overwhelming i mean as an adult it's mind-blowing but I, as a responsible adult i can handle it as a kid i wouldn't have been able to handle this i'm telling you right now it would not have been possible for me to handle it i wouldn't have been able to deal with it at all yeah. um so i would be i think i would be a very different person if i had access to this stuff right now because i don't think that i think i would be a social train wreck at this point I don't think I'd ever leave the fucking house. I do think that there we're going to hear about it when this stuff becomes more common. But I think this type of entertainment has the potential to really, I was joking earlier, kind of really damage society uh, if it's not handled. So properly. what you're saying, John, is you would have never become a rock star and probably become a profitable person in society. <laughs> yes, that is correct. So if you want to if you want to live your life, don't buy VR. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Um, no, no, I'm not just kidding. Fucking buy it. Do it all the time. So, uh, so with that, Songbird, thank you very much for, uh, for your email. Um, uh, we have a couple other QA responses here that uh, that we're just gonna. Uh, a couple I think are worth mentioning here. Um, uh, Darcy agrees that um, 
that uh, Darcy, right? That's who Mark Fleming is, uh, I believe. Um, it's either or. John, it's right, right, um, right. Um, uh, VR is solely the future for gaming. I would totally buy a gear. Um, after trying it, Japan has already beta testing for VR Sword Art Online. It's kind of a big deal because the game TV shows all the VR games. Um, um, Ricky asks, so we'll try to answer this super briefly. Um, do you guys think the VR headsets will eventually replace our current monitors as the preferred way to view and play games, or will it have its place side by side with our current monitors? Um, I, I will say, um, I, I could, I think it'll be side by side. I think that there's enough people who uh, will want to be able to not lock them, not lock themselves away in that. If, well, okay, for gaming specifically, for gaming, I could actually see it becoming the preferred method once it's affordable. Um, but not for productivity tests or anything like that. Um, what do you guys think? See, I see, I see corporate America taking it on because then you have no reason to talk to anybody ever, and you can always work. Well, I, I don't know. I just I think that it depends on I think it depends on how it's used. I mean, if if you get the right people in there putting their heads together with it, you could find a you could find a practical application, a reason to do it that way. I don't I can't think of anything off the top of my head that would make it something honestly you would need, but I'm sure you could find, you know, I would never honestly, have considered something like you know, keep talking and nobody explodes with a paper manual, which seems so old fashioned next to the other technology is totally fucking effective. Yeah. I would say that HoloLens has a better chance of uh, replacing our monitors. For, for gaming specifically, for, you think? For, for more of like the workplace and stuff like that. For gaming specifically, sure. we'll probably just do VR and okay. yeah. go blind. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. Um, thanks everybody for the other comments in here, but uh, we're going to try and move on because we're already over time. Um, so, uh, gentlemen, uh, super briefly, uh, what do you guys have coming up in your schedules you'd like to share with folks? Uh, everything John's about to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, Views for Villains is going to be playing um, a, a handful of shows. We've been a little bit quiet coming up, um, but we've got... Um, we're going to be playing... We didn't get to do it last year, but we're going to be playing at uh, Anime... Uh, anime uh, all of a sudden, sudden, my brain just went to shit. Anna Minneapolis. That's correct. Anna Minneapolis is coming up. Anna Mini. I know. Anna Minneapolis. Uh, something we've done several years in a row. This is the first year. Uh, last year was the first year we hadn't done it. We're going to be back. That's going to be May 6th through the 8th at the Hyatt Regency in Minneapolis, Minnesota. It is also consequently likely the only show this year that I will not be at um, for reasons that are far too uninteresting to get into here. But suffice it to say, I will not be there. Um, we are also going to be doing a, uh, a, a show, um, a, another one. I'll wait to talk about that one for next week because that's after Anna Minneapolis. We'll just focus on Anna Minneapolis. But there's mm-hmm. going to be a... Be in Minnesota. In, yeah, it's going to be in uh, Ohio. That's the next one that we're going to yeah. be to. Um, and, uh, you know, then after that, Anime Midwest is going to be in... Uh, in July, and I'm really excited for that because we're debuting new costumes and a new villain at that show, as we talked about last week. So, Goat will be helping us with that stuff. Um, so he will be where we are during that time. But that's that's it. That's everything I got right now. The about to finish a semester of school on a personal level. Thank fucking God. <laughs> and then that's that's it for me. What about you guys? Um, so so go, like Goat said, um, everything John just said except for the school part. Um, on, on my How do you know I'm not going to school? Oh, educated guess. Um, the uh, uh, you're going to school now? Uh, no. Um, 
uh, uh, that's one of the few things I'm not doing. But um, yeah, no. So as mentioned at the top of the show, um, so next week is going to be really interesting, like because you know the the um, the uh, um, just with the scheduling uh, where we're all going to be. Um, I will be probably Sunday night. I will probably be in uh, in Portland. Actually, is is where I'm anticipating and being. Um, and then um, so so just keep an eye on our schedules and our Twitter feeds and our Facebooks and all that to, to find out when next week's show will be. But hopefully, it will be posted around the normal time on Tuesday. Um, uh, but I'm doing this because I am taking a cross country sojourn to get to stop at breweries, play with sloths, and then eventually end up at Everfree Northwest um, uh, from uh, from May. 13th through 15th, is that right? Um, whatever that week. Uh, yes, 13th through 15th, um, and uh, that's in Seattle. And um, I'm running their autograph room, and so it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a really good time. Uh, this is Everfree Northwest is one of the larger Brony conventions. Um, the um, you know the uh, the ones that I've talked about and have worked in before between Ciderfest, Winnie City, and uh, MLP MSV, they have usually um, like five, six, seven you know guests of honor. Um, I think last time I looked, um, Everfree Northwest is something like 15, 15, somewhere between like 15 and 20. Um, and so it, it's, it's a much, much larger scale. It's, I believe it's, it's one of the, it's one of the two large conventions that are over on the West, West coast between them and, uh, Babscon, the Bay area Brony spectacular, which was just a couple weeks ago, uh, a week ago. Yeah. Um, but, um, um, but yeah, so, so Everfree Northwest, if anybody happens to be in the Seattle ballpark, um, and um, and uh, wants to stop by and say hi and and, uh, and, and, and say hi to me and if you uh, want to find out what the hell a Bernie convention looks like come to Free Northwest because it's going to be an amazing time. Um, but uh, but uh, but yeah. No, and then after that, a couple weeks after that, I will be um, at. Um, um, oh, I can't think. Midwest Bernie Fest down in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, and um, and then a couple weeks after. So so two weeks after. So two weeks after Everfree, I'll be in, in Kansas City. Two weeks after that, I will be in Minneapolis for uh, for MLP MSB. And then uh, my 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 travel run comes to an end until November when I just pop back up to uh, um, Milwaukee for Ponyville Cider Fest. So 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 all the pony conventions is, is what's on my calendar. But with all, all that being said, um, next week, gentlemen, is there anything that came out of this episode that you'd like to ask our fine folk for next week? Hmm. No. Off the top of my head, I got nothing. We'll have to talk about it after the show. Uh, we will. We will likely uh, stay, have stay tuned. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so it's posted for you guys this week. Yep. So so stay, stay tuned to our social media feeds to find out what the mailbag is uh, for next week, like John just said. Um, but um, aside from all that, um, thank you very everyone very much for watching. Everyone for us tuned in and participated with us live. Um, the, the you know the, you guys uh, it, it's uh, it's the live interaction I think is my favorite part of this new format. And, yeah, yeah, it's um, great. And uh, we're, we're glad that you guys seem to be enjoying it as well. Uh, but definitely keep the feedback coming. Um, I know that my audio in last week's episode was really high up, so hopefully we fix that issue this time around. Uh, learning as we go, improving as we go, so hopefully you guys like mm -hmm. what you're hearing. But keep the feedback coming, please. Um, um, but, uh, but yeah, with all that being said, um, if you'd like what you heard, you can find us at GamerHeadRadio.com, at Facebook.com backslash GamerHeadRadio, at Google.com. Damn it! At Google.com backslash plus Gamerhead Radio and on Twitter at Gamerhead Radio, where I am at T E K Charlie. Uh, John is at D Fallon Flynn, and Goat is at which actually says at Sir Goatsworth. Uh, <laughs> even though he can't, he can't, he's having yes. Uh, yes, I'm in. I'm in a gargling penis font. Yes. <laughs> uh, John's. Thank you, John, for that facial expression. It's stuck like this. I can't move it.
uh, Carlton will have some photoshopping <laughs> fun with that. Um, so, yes. um, uh, email us at editors at gamerheadradio.com or call us and leave us a voicemail at 94926Gamer. Um, you can uh, download the official Gamerhead Radio app on Google Play on Android platforms, or you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, uh, YouTube, uh, where you will find this episode immediately after it's done recording, um, SoundCloud, um, uh, TuneIn Radio, uh, uh, Twitch, and with your podcast download of choice. Of course, the audio format will, uh, sh- should slash will be up uh, Tuesday, as always. Um, so thank you very much for listening. Uh, this has been episode 165 of Gamerhead Radio. What is wrong with Workout no, Devil Kitty? No, 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 I think it's a good look for me. I actually agree.